MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Pepsi Southern 500. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the best in brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Sears Die Hard, America's most trusted battery. Sponsoring the Die Hard race fan. By 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR and garages everywhere. By First Union Corporation. Find them on the internet at www.firstunion.com. By First Brands, the makers of STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. And by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport. Drink it up. Field of 43 starters in today's Pepsi Southern 500 is just beginning to roll from pit lane of Darlington Raceway in South Carolina Motor Racing Network here to bring you live coverage of the 24th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, which begins after just a couple of pace laps. Look at the starting lineup now. Three drivers unable to qualify for the event. Dave Marcus, Morgan Shepard, and Hutch Strickland will not be in the field today. Here are the 43 who will start. Darrell Waltrip will start 43rd in the Tabasco Pontiac. The first plus financial Ford with Dennis Setzer starts 42nd. 41st starter, Jeff Green in the Money Store Chevrolet. 40th, Rich Bickle in the Thorn Apple Valley Ford. The Square D Ford with Kenny Wallace will be your 39th starter. Starting 38th, Steve Grissom in the Kodiak Chevrolet. The Texaco Haviland Ford with Kenny Irwin will start 37th. In 36th position, Brett Bonine in the Paychex Ford. And the Kellogg Chevrolet with Terry Labonte will go from 35th. 34 starter Wally Dollenbach. He's in the Budweiser Chevrolet. The Pilot Travel Center's Ford with Gary Bradbury will go 33rd. 32nd is Ted Musgrave in the Rescue Engine Formula Ford. And the Pennzoil Chevrolet of Steve Park is 31st. 30th starters Joe Nemechek in the Bell South Chevrolet with Jimmy Spencer going 29th in the Winston Noble Ford. 28th is Kyle Petty in the Hot Wheels Pontiac. Jeremy Mayfield starts 27th. He's in the Mobile One Ford. 26th is Ernie Irvin in the Skittles Pontiac with Rick Mast going 25th in the Remington Arms Ford. 24th starter Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. It'll be Bobby Hamilton starting 23rd in the Kodak Film Chevrolet. 22nd starters Derek Cope in the Gumout Pontiac. And 21st is Robert Presley in the Jasper Engines Ford. Michael Walter makes up the 20th starting row there. He is in the Sitco Ford. The Heilig Myers Ford of Dick Trickle is 19th. 18th starter Dale Earnhardt in the G. Goodrich Service Plus Chevrolet. The John Deere Ford. Chad Little's the driver. He is 17th. Starting 16th is Kevin LePage in the Prime Star Ford. And the Phillips Consumer Ford with Jeff Bonine aboard is in 15th position. 14th belongs to Ricky Rudd in the Tide Ford. The 13th starter, Mike Skinner in the Lowe's Chevrolet. The 12th position, Jeff Burton in the Exide Batteries Ford. The Cheerios Ford with Johnny Benson will be the 11th position. Starting in 10th will be Mark Martin in the Valvoline Cummins Ford. Jerry Nadeau will go 9th. He's in the Cartoon Network Ford. Eight starters, Sterling Marlin in the Coors Light Chevy with Bill Elliott going in 7th. He's in the McDonald's Ford. Six starter Ken Schrader in the Skull Bandit Chevrolet with Jeff Gordon in fifth in the DuPont Chevrolet. Fourth starters John Andretti in the STP Pontiac. Rusty Wallace goes from third in the Miller Lite Ford. Front row outside is Ward Burton in the MBNA Pontiac. The Bud Pole winner Dale Jarrett 
in the Quality Care Ford Credit Ford at an average speed of 168.879 miles an hour. He was quickest in qualifying. $7,600 is the 76 challenge bonus available to Jarrett if he can go to victory lane from the pole today. Going to be a lot of pressure on a lot of drivers here. Just the simple fact of making 367 laps and not getting the car wrinkled up is a pretty good day's work, not to mention everything else that is at stake. We talked about the Winston Noble Five, five drivers with a shot at a million dollars. And, of course, you want to win, Darlington. You talk to every driver that comes here, whether they're the newcomers or the guys that's been coming here for 15 or 20 years, there's just something special about winning at this racetrack. No question. The prestige of the event, its long history, the difficulty of this racetrack uh, puts a lot of emphasis in the driver's mind on winning here and I guess uh, part of that goes to the, the fact that you really have to drive almost a perfect race to win you drive so close to the wall around this racetrack all day long with the car slipping and sliding and as Ward Burton so eloquently explained in our pre-race interview with him it, it's a challenge all day to keep the car out of the wall to not slip to not make that one little error that can take you from a potential win to being behind the wall, fixing a lot of fenders on the car. It just is that that margin of error is so small, and that's a big challenge for the drivers, and a lot of it is in their hands throughout the day here. And we'll hear a lot of guys that end up hopefully not behind the wall, but you know there's going to be some that will say, I have no idea what happened, why I hit the wall. We'll probably hear that a few times today. Cross the line, one lap, and they'll be going green here in the Pepsi Southern 500. Let's take a quick swing around the track right now to cover the action down in turns one and two from Hampton, Virginia. Joe Moore. Thanks, Barney. Good afternoon, everyone, from turn two here at Darlington. I'm on a scaffold about 30 feet up in the air just at the exit of turn two. Talking to the drivers throughout the weekend, as is the case every time we come to Darlington. little disagreement about where the toughest spot is here at Darlington. At the top of the list, without a doubt, though, turns one and two. As you heard Dale Jarrett talk earlier, the groove is right up against the outside retaining wall. There are marks already all the way around turns one and two where drivers have got up a little bit too high all weekend. If you get into turn one and feel pretty good, doesn't mean anything because when you come to turn two, it's a whole different world here. Plus, the scramble is on. Chances are there's someone going to try to make a move to the inside or to the outside to get by. We'll follow all the action at this end of the racetrack this afternoon. Opposite end of the speedway, the narrow end of the egg-shaped oval turns three and four. Altamont, Illinois' Kurt Becker calls the action for us today. Allen turns three and four. Certainly no piece of cake for these drivers this afternoon. However, sometimes when you come off the end of the backstretch, the driver just ahead of you in line might overdrive the car take it too deep into the corner. If that's the case, whoever is up in that outside line could wash wide. The outside wall at the exit to turn four hooks around in a hurry. That means if you can squeeze down low coming off of four, you can pick up a few spots in the running order. Right now, we're just about set to go racing. Five drivers with a shot at a million-dollar bonus. The $2 million NASCAR Winston Cup championship in the balance with 10 races to go in the season. And now for the 49th time, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series races Labor Day weekend at Darlington. Pace cars on pit road. We're ready to start the Southern 500. 400 feet from the start-finish line. Looking for the green flag. It is in the air. The Southern 500 is underway. On the break, Dale Jarrett gets out front all by himself. The scrambles for second place door-to-door in turn one. Ford Taurus leads the way. Another Ford now makes the move to the inside. That is Rusty Wallace. He'll grab the second spot from Ward Burton's Pontiac. Now two Pontiacs shooting among themselves. John Andretti all over the rear deck of Burton. Ward Burton hangs on to the third spot. Andretti rides fourth. Everyone single file all the way back to the first 15 cars. Dale Jarrett with Rusty Wallace a car length behind him. Swings off turn number four. Will come to the stripe and lead lap number one. 
Couple of car lengths back to third and fourth, nose to tail. Ward Burton and John Andretti. Then Jeff Gordon heads the pack in fifth. Gordon rides along in the fifth spot with Ken Schrader in the sixth position. Bill Elliott is seventh. Sterling Marlin in eighth. Ninth is Mark Martin. Tenth is Jeff Burton. All those cars are a single file. Now here comes the challenge for the race lead. Coming into turn number three. To the inside, Rusty Wallace picks up steam and charges past Dale Jarrett, but he scrapes the wall, Wallace does, in turn four. They change the lead two times at one end of the racetrack. Wallace by Jarrett. Jarrett right back by Wallace. Jarrett leads at the stripe. Need to mention that uh, Dick Trickle dropped to the back of the pack on the pace lap. He's in a backup car after a crash in the happy hour practice yesterday afternoon. So instead of going green from his 19th qualifying position, he started 43rd on the field. Leaders on the backstretch. Race leader Dale Jarrett again. He got the lead back from Wallace, exiting turn four. But Rusty is on the prowl again from the second position. Rusty tries to get inside, coming through turn number four. Couldn't do it. Let's see if he can make a run here in the front straightaway. Nope, he's going to tuck right in behind Jarrett and just ride there. Little action going on back at about where Dale Earnhardt was a moment ago. He was getting door to door, kind of mixing it up a little bit. Here's a scramble for the lead again in two. Rusty looks to the inside for a chance to get by Dale Jarrett. Jarrett will block the move. Back in line, single file in the backstretch. Dale Jarrett's red and blue Ford leading Rusty Wallace's blue and white Ford back into the banking of turn number four. Jarrett been taking a very high line through the middle of turns three and four right from the drop of the green flag. That's not something we usually see till we get a little bit later on in the race, but Dale's up there already. Rusty, though, not able to get around. Still single file, the top two. Nolan steps out of line, charging back into the corner. Matter of fact, Dale beginning to pull away from Rusty somewhat. Back at the pack, some shuffling around going on. Ricky Rudd loses a spot. He immediately tries to come back. Johnny Benson made the pass on him. Rudd trying to regain the spot. Johnny Benson up to the 12th position. Also near the tail end of the top 10. Back in 8th. That's where Mark Martin Moves inside of Ken Schrader. Mark Martin about to take over the sixth position as they work off turn number four and move down to the straightaway. Dale Earnhardt continues to pick up a couple of spots also. He is one of those drivers eligible to win that million dollars should he win here this afternoon. So he's trying to get as close to the front as he can. The leader's back in two. Earnhardt working on the 14th position. Kevin LePage has that spot now. Kevin goes wide in turn number two. Here's Earnhardt digging down on the inside of the racetrack. He'll pick off the spot exiting turn two. And also Jeff Burton is on the move using the inside lane to the backstretch moving by Ken Schrader to take over the 7th spot. So Jeff Burton after starting in 12th position up into the number 7 spot now. Dale Earnhardt started this race in the 18th position. Earnhardt is now running in 15th and trying to get another spot away. He falls in line behind Ricky Rudd as they charge back into turn number 1. Looks for a chance to get by. Can't quite make the move. Up front though, Rusty Wallace is again knocking on the door for the lead. Rusty Wallace keeping the pressure on race leader Dale Jarrett. Starts a move to the inside. Here goes Wallace in turn four. Dale is definitely running a little bit higher than I think he'd like to as he comes through three and four. But again, Rusty will not be able to get the move underneath him to get a fender alongside and race him off into turn number three. So a couple of Fords lead the Pepsi Southern 500. A couple of Pontiacs right behind. They're back in two. Single file coming back to the turn. Ward Burton goes a little bit high this time from his third position. Also, we saw Jeff Gordon take a shot at John Andretti in the last lap. This time, they remain nose to tail. Everyone single file this time off the end of the backstretch with Dale Jarrett up at the front of the line off the corner. Just barely at the front of the line though as Rusty Wallace continues peeking inside of Jarrett a couple of times every lap around. For now though DJ holds the top spot with 8 of 367 laps complete. We're just underway at Darlington. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. 
Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires Sunoco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco Fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. In the early going at Darlington, the Roush Racing duo of Mark Martin and Jeff Burton continue to move up. They have exchanged positions between themselves on the racetrack as well, with Burton going around Mark Martin a lap ago. Both of them got around John Andretti, so let's reset the leaderboard for you. Rusty Wallace leads, Dale Jarrett is second, Ward Burton third, Jeff Burton fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth. John Andretti is sixth, Jeff Gordon seventh, Ken Schrader eighth, Bill Elliott is ninth, and Sterling Marlin rounds out the top ten. Dale Earnhardt has moved up to the 11th position now with Jerry Nadeau in 12th, Jeff Bodine 13th, and another one that's moving up quickly in the early going, Jeremy Mayfield now to the 14th position. He started 27th in line. A little bit farther back behind Mayfield in uh, position. You have Johnny Benson in 15th, Kevin LePage 16th, Mike Skinner 17th, Ricky Rudd 18th, Michael Waltrip 19th, and Chad Little rounds out the top 20. And we're seeing a couple of guys, actually we're seeing more than that, kind of skitter around in the corners, having a little problem keeping the car down as low as they would like to. Notably, two of those would be Ricky Rudd and Bobby Hamilton, particularly Ricky. Ricky's lost a number of spots since they put him under green earlier this afternoon. The top four go back to turn two. Finkel file coming back through the turn. Five car lengths, the separation from Rusty back to Dale Jarrett. But Ward Burton now tightening up on the rear deck of Jarrett's Ford. Here's Jarrett takes a peek to the outside. Meanwhile, of race leader Rusty Wallace. Ward Burton just behind Jarrett, tucks back in line. They ride their way off the corner with Jeff Burton on the move. Jeff Burton looks down low on brother Ward in the middle of three and four. This should be for the third spot. Burton with a fender alongside Burton here. Jeff inside, Ward outside. They head for turn one. Jeff dives down low and makes the pass by his brother, picking off the third position. Ward quickly gets back in line. Mark Martin just behind them. Here's a good battle shaping up for the seventh position. Jeff Gordon is all over the rear deck of John Andretti as they exit turn two. Pontiac and Chevrolet involved in that battle, although no change this time. Pie on the back stretch. They will stay tucked in line, nose to tail, off turn four. Well, it looked like uh, Jeff Gordon was just going to rush right up through the field in uh, the opening laps there a time or two. Then he started kind of dropping back just a little bit. Jim Phillips, uh, you, have you been around that pit? Are they saying anything at all? Car's tight right now. Barney does not want to turn in the middle of the turns. You've got to have that here at Darlington if you're going to make any moves. Right now, he's kind of in a riding mode to make, make a pit stop and get it straight down. Field works down the back straightaway, chasing Rusty Wallace over to turn three. Here's Rusty Wallace into the corner with Dale Jarrett and Jeff Burton joining them. In fact, 
Burton dives to the inside of Jarrett. Jeff looks down low in the middle of turns three and four as Jarrett slides up high, just like he's been all race long. They come to the stripe. It is Jarrett hanging on to the second spot. Not for long, though. Burton has the inside line to the corner. And he flashes on by to pick up the second position, but still five car lengths behind Rusty Wallace. Dale Jarrett settles in line in third. Again, Ward Burton right there in fourth. Mark Martin on his bumper in fifth. Ford's occupying four of the top five spots. The only exception is the Pontiac of Ward Burton, which for now rides along in the fourth position. About a five-car breakaway at the front of the field for the moment, not a real breakaway. Back to John Andretti, the sixth-place car, and Jeff Gordon, the seventh-place car. It would be probably 18 to 20 car lengths and about a couple of car lengths, Joe Moore, between first and fifth all the way back among those cars. Although it is tightening up, Barney, coming into turn one. Suddenly, Jeff Burton is all over the rear deck of Rusty Wallace and starts to look for a way to get by as they exit turn two. Getting on to the back stretch. Jeff Burton stays in line, but not for long. Here he comes. Out of the pocket. Moves inside of Wallace. Completes the pass for the lead. Jeff Burton out in front of the field. Kind of think that was one of those issues where Rusty saw the inevitable coming, and it being so early in the race, didn't want to stress his tires any more than he maybe necessarily needed to, so moved over, waved him on by. Jeff Burton now leads into one. And a change for the fourth position. Mark Martin makes the move by Ward Burton. He'll grab the fourth spot. Burton back in line in the fifth position. In sixth, about ten car lengths back is John Andretti. He's followed by Jeff Gordon in the seventh spot. And further back, it's about another 15 car lengths to Ken Schrader. In eighth, Bill Elliott rides ninth. Sterling Marlin in tenth position. And then Dale Earnhardt rides along in 11th. And back in 12th place right now is Jeremy Mayfield. Jerry Nadeau is 13th. 14th will be Jeff Bodine. 15th is Kevin LePage. Johnny Benson sits in 16th position. Mike Skinner still 17th. Michael Waltrip's 18th. Ted Musgrave is 19th. And Bobby Labonte make up the top 20. You talked about conserving the car a little bit here. The field right now is very well strung out, and it, as it should be. We're only 21 laps into the race. You're going to feel this racetrack out because it could have changed a lot from yesterday. We do have a little cloud cover right now. It's probably cooled down just a little bit. A lot of guys, it's obvious, have not put the setup in there they like to keep in all day. So you're not going to see that kind of hard racing, at least at the front of the field in the early going. Race the racetrack. It's been said for years and years and years here at Darlington. You take what she'll give you as far as your car's set up on a particular set of tires and in a particular run of the race. But if you get greedy and try and take more here at Darlington, more times than not, it will bite you. And so drivers are just going to only be able to push their chassis setup so far here uh, in these early laps. Chad Little has uh, got some problems here. He is on pit road at lap 22. So the John Deere machine coming in after starting in the 17th position. Saw the crew working around the side of his car after the engines were fired on pit road before it rolled onto the racetrack. Don't know if this is related or not. Winston Kelly looks on. Well, they're going to go to work on the right side of the car, Alan. They had a little bit of an electrical problem at the start of the race, but they didn't think it was anything serious. They just had to get the battery and the ignition reconnected to make sure that everything fired up correctly. They went around to the left side of the car, so we'll see if we can get a word with Jeff Hammond here in just a moment to determine exactly what the problem was. Jeff! Jeff comes down off the tow box. Jeff, do you know what the problem was? I think we had a tire going down. All of a sudden, the car got to where he just couldn't get it to turn in the middle of the corner, so we had to do something. So it wasn't anything related to the earlier situation, Alan, the tire going down on the John Deere Ford. And he's going to have to play catch-up the rest of the afternoon right now. 24 laps are complete. Jeff Burton leads. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, 
you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Leader Jeff Burton setting a very quick pace in the early going of the Pepsi Southern 500. So quick, he's already caught the tail end of the field. Just 29 laps in. He's in two. Made his way by Joe Nemechek and by Steve Park. Now he draws in on Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer as he exits turn two. Right now, the lap traffic or the slower traffic working to the advantage of Jeff Burton. He's gotten away from second place Dale Jarrett and, in fact, has put two lap cars in between himself and the second-place machine. However, he's kind of boxed in coming off turn number four as the two cars directly ahead. He's trying to put a lap down. Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer get two wide. He tried to make it three wide here in the straightaway, thought about it anyway. Finally settles to just tuck in single file down in one. Darrell opens the inside lane as he gets by Jimmy Spencer, and Jeff Burton goes with him. Now Burton has to deal with D.W. coming off turn number two. He peeks down to the inside of the backstretch. Opens up a lane. Jeff Burton does. Puts Darrell Waltrip a lap down. Right now for Burton, the main thing, the slower traffic ahead, stacking up double wide, racing for position on the track. So Darrell Waltrip, Jimmy Spencer, Steve Park, Joe Nemechek, Gary Bradbury and Dick Trickle along with Chad Little have all gone a lap down here in the early going 31 complete now and the second and third place drivers also having to work some of that heavy traffic in one. Dale Jarrett working his way by Jimmy Spencer. Here comes Mark Martin now diving to the inside of the track. He'll get by Spencer. Further back, Rusty Wallace. He's got yet another lap car between himself and the front three. And further up, the race leader, Jeff Burton, now comes up on the car of Rick Mast at the entry to turn three. Here's Burton down to the inside to put Mast to lap down. And we talked about Jeff being still being on the mend for that accident he had up at New Hampshire when he hit the wall up there in, uh, in qualifying or practice. A, a week or so ago and having the flu a little bit flu symptoms for the last few days right now what do you think it'd take him to get him out of that race car <laughs> i don't think you could pull him out of there with a log chain well uh, jeff burton's a very determined young man and he knows he has a good car here after practice throughout the weekend at darlington knows he has a chance to win of course he's come so close here at this racetrack top five finishes the last three times he's run here but hasn't yet quite been able to crack victory lane in the Winston Cup cars. Won a Bush Series race here, but not on Sunday afternoon. Figures he has a pretty good chance to do it today, and so Jeff Burton is, is going to take a lot to pry him out of that race car. I think uh, there's no question in his mind he'll be behind the wheel of that machine when the checkers wave, and he'll be somewhere in the top five, if not being the first one to that checkered flag. Yeah, and I'll bet he's got a lot of those uh, pains and ailments and flu symptoms out of his system right now, not even thinking about it, just thinking about how good that race car is. He's boxed in traffic over in three and four, running behind about four cars, trying to get around now, just dives down to the inside. Man, that car will cut left and just stick for him and go right on down there. Rich Bickle. Bobby Hamilton directly ahead. He has to tuck back in single file. Maybe he can get around over in turn two. He'll try the inside groove to pull up alongside Bobby Hamilton. Flashes by him. Now gets it behind Rich Bickle. And already before making his way off turn two, starts looking for a way by Bickle. Jeff Burton took him about three laps to find a way to get around some of this traffic just ahead. Now he's trying to find the route to get around Bickle's car. Nothing doing this time by. A little bit farther back in the field challenge for position between Ward Burton and Rusty Wallace. This would be for the fourth spot. Off turn four. Ward drops down to the inside of Rusty. Jeff Gordon is right behind Ward, trying to follow that inside lane opening into turn one. Ward rockets on by, picks off the fourth spot. Inside lane is still there, so Jeff Gordon goes by as well. He'll move up to the fifth position. Rusty Wallace settles back in line in sixth in single file. John Andretti has lost some ground. He's in seventh, trying to work his way 
through some lap traffic coming off the end of the backstretch as the race leader Jeff Burton moves inside of Robert Presley. This racetrack is just so easy to overuse the tires, heat them up a little bit too much, wear them down, get them to where they really won't get the grip that you need through the corners and start drifting back through the field in the early going. 36 laps are complete. Rusty was running real hard in the early going. Don't know that that's what his problem is, but all of a sudden he has dropped back just a little bit, conserving the car as well he, as he should. The leader's down in turn three. Here comes the race leader, Jeff Burton, setting his sights next on Jeff Green's automobile. Still has several car lengths, however, before he will catch Green. man who's made up the most ground in the early going in the race is Jeremy Mayfield. Started back in 27th position. He runs eighth now after 36 laps. Of course, it was back earlier this year here at Darlington that Mayfield was pitted over on the back straightaway after a somewhat subpar qualifying run. Started the race back in 37th position and was leading with about 75 laps to go when a caution came out because he was pitted over on the back straightaway and it was a caution flag pit stop. He came off pit road 6th instead of his crew being able to really go after it uh, with head-to-head uh, -head with the other crews, if you will, and wound up not winning the race. Mayfield appears to have just as uh, significantly quick a car here today. And this time has a front stretch pit road spot for uh, his team to try and keep him in pace with the other drivers throughout the day. Yeah, Michael Kranopis, his car owner, said this morning, we've got enough to win this race today. We just need the brakes to go our way. Dick Trickle has just made a pit stop at lap number 38. Let's see if we can get an update there. Well, it's pretty much a routine stop, Barney, although it was a good bit earlier than we expected. They got four tires and 76 gasoline. He had already gone a lap down, so he decided to come on in and get the four tires. They made a chassis adjustment. The car a bit tight on Dick Trickle's Heilig Myers Ford. Jeff Burton leading Dale Jarrett now by about 10 car lengths. They're in turn one. Steaming up to the high side of the banking in turn number one. Burton beginning to get closer and closer to this outside retaining ball, but it's working for him as he continues moving away from second place Dale Jarrett. Checking further back to the field near the end of the top five. Ward Burton riding in the fourth position with Jeff Gordon climbing in behind him, starting to put some pressure on for the fourth spot. Now Jeff Burton continues to lead. That car right now hooked up a little bit better than anybody out there. The way he's able to make that car go left when he wants to, and that's right up in the middle of the turn. He can just hang that steering wheel left. The car will take a bite and pretty much go where he wants to. He's back in two. Sailing through turn number two to the high side of the banking, and he realizes with a couple more laps, the race leader's going to be catching the tail end of the field once again. Here comes Jeff Burton. Up next, he'll be closing in on the car driven by Dennis Setzer, about to catch him when he works back off of turn four. Top four, a little bit spread out at this point. Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, and Ward Burton. Jeff Gordon rounds out the top five. And we have completed now 40 of 367 laps in the Pepsi Southern 500. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. 
Back at Darlington Raceway, Dale Jarrett has closed in on leader Jeff Burton a bit as Burton has to work lap traffic really hard. Drivers wanting to fight to stay on the lead lap at this early going in the Pepsi Southern 500. Kenny Wallace has now been overtaken by the leader who works more traffic in one. Jeff Burton now pulls up to the low side of Steve Grissom, makes a move by him as Dale Jarrett, the second place man, pulls it behind Kenny Wallace. Now he has two cars separating him from Jeff Burton. Here's Dale Jarrett in the second spot. Takes a look to the outside on the back stretch of the Kenny Wallace car. Cannot make the move there, so follows Wallace back through the corner. I think Dale's just content for the moment to keep the leader in sight. Best race on the speedway is what we talked about a moment ago, and that would be back for sixth place where Rusty Wallace is now moving off turn number four. Jeremy Mayfield sits right behind him and also in striking distance, and that threesome is John Andretti. We'll follow them around as they cross the start-finish line. Just about a car length between those three as they go back to turn one. Again, racing for the sixth position, teammates Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield. John Andretti just behind them. The threesome worked their way into turn number two, and Mayfield starts peeking down to the inside of his teammate for a chance to get by. Rusty Wallace's Ford washing wide on both ends of the racetrack, this time at the end of the backstretch. He opens the lane for Mayfield, so Jeremy Mayfield picks up sixth, and here's John Andretti moving up into seventh. Mayfield had just gotten around Andretti a couple of laps ago. Now Andretti will pass Rusty Wallace, so Rusty losing two positions there in that exchange. Mayfield to sixth. Andretti to 7th, and Rusty to 8th, continuing an early race. Impressive charge by Mayfield, who started back in 27th position. He's in 6th now at 48 laps. Good race behind them between Sterling Marlin, Dale Earnhardt, Ken Schrader, and Jeff Bodine for position. This should be for 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th on the backstretch. Right now, they're all single file coming off the end of the back straightaway with Sterling Marlin at the head of that pack in ninth. Here's Ricky Rudd diving off the banking up in turn number four. He'll bring his car to pit road. R Ricky was one of the drivers that we talked about that really had a handful with his machine, just trying to keep it between the walls. He will be coming in just a little bit early. We are at lap number 49. Let's go down and cover that stop. Well, Barney, the car's just a little bit tight on the tight for the crew working on the right side, making a track bar adjustment, coming around to the left side of the number 10, right orange Ford. They crank it up on the left side. Second can of 76 racing fuel going in, courtesy of Randy Hilbert. They dropped the car down in 20.3 seconds. A good stop to the tied forwards. So Ricky Rudd goes back out onto the speedway and rejoins the chase here. Back pits, Gary Bradbury comes in for a stop at lap number 50. So beginning to see a trickle of pit stops here. Expected to be somewhere between lap 60 and lap 70 when we'll see all the front runners come down pit road for the first time in the event based on discussions with crew chiefs I had in the garage area this morning. It depends on how much they start slipping and sliding around out there, too. That was the plan earlier this morning. Of course, uh, race conditions can change things in a hurry, as we are seeing some early pit stops by some guys that are really having some problems. Right now, we're looking for the leader as he sweeps around here at lap number 51. Why don't we get some reports out of the pits of what uh, the different teams are saying? We'll start with Jim Phillips. Let's talk to Frank Stoddard just a second here. He's got his car out front. Frank, it's a pretty, pretty stiff pace out there right now. How's Jeff feeling? I don't know. He's, uh, I guess he's a well-rested spot from the bush race yesterday. He's doing a super job. Car's a little bit, uh, car's a little bit off right now. We're going to make a few adjustments on this first stop here. We'll just see if we can do it the rest of the day. Frank Stoddard, crew chief for Jeff Burton. So evidently Jeff is all right. He's keeping it out front. If that car's a little off, I don't want to see what it's like if they get it right. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Well, not surprising, Alan. We got a hodgepodge of situations down here. We got about five cars that are reporting being loose. We talked about Bobby Hamilton pitting early. Robert Presley, Michael Waltrip, Bobby Labonte, and Kyle 
Petty, all reporting being loose. Ricky Rudd, we just mentioned, came in. He is tight. No word yet from Ernie Irvin. He nor Rick Mast have called in. Some of the drivers that are happy with the setup, Kevin LePage, Dale Earnhardt, and not surprisingly, Jeremy Mayfield, who you talked about. He's very neutral. He's very satisfied with his setup on the Mobile One Ford. And we've had several pit stops in the backstretch. Marty Snyder. Gary Bradbury came in a little while ago. Steve Park pitted just one lap ago. A lot of loose race cars here on the backstretch. A couple of guys making some moves. Wally Dallenbach started 34th. Dallenbach currently running 17th. And Terry Labonte started right behind him in 36th. He is running 22nd. That's kind of a familiar position for the Kellogg's team. They started 33rd here in the spring. They wound up finishing 6th. They're hoping for more of the same today. Johnny Benson had just gone a lap down to the race leader. He comes to pit road for a stop by the Cheerios crew now. Bobby Labonte is also in for a stop to Winston Kelly. Another crew completing the left side tire change on Bobby Labonte's car. Looks like they had a little bit of a problem with the left front tire. Just looking further down pit road. He's pitted at the very end of pit road down toward turn four. We mentioned his car skating around a bit. So four tires stop there. The Cheerios board pulls away four tires for Johnny Benson. And we may well see some of the top four or five cars coming in the pits a little bit earlier than they had anticipated. Once one of them makes the stop, then the rest are going to kind of follow suit because you can't afford uh, to stay out there and gamble too long. If, if you do, and maybe that caution flag comes out, it can help you or hurt you, but you certainly when one of the top four or five come in out and you get four new tires, you need to do about the same thing. The other side of that coin is gambling on that caution flag, and if you're running well and up in that top ten or so, certainly top four or five, you're not going to pit any sooner than you have to just uh, because if you get caught by a caution flag, it, it can really be very, very costly. Here's Rick Mast on pit road. Jimmy Spencer was on uh, pit road. Kenny Wallace also making a pit stop here as we continue to work the green flag at lap 56. While all that's going on on pit road, Jeff Burton just keeps motoring around the racetrack, about to put Brett Bodine a lap down. He put Dennis Setzer a lap down. He's put Kenny Irwin a lap down. Joe Nemechek is on pit road now or just coming off pit road after a stop. So green flag pit stops beginning here as we reach now the 57-lap mark of this Pepsi Southern 500. Terry Labonte, it looks like, heading for the back pit road as well now. So beginning to see more and more of the drivers duck in here. A little bit shy of that 60 to 65 lap mark we thought we might get to before we saw the front runners head down pit road. Yeah, pit stops are coming fairly early for some of the top 10 or 15 cars. We should see the leaders in here before too long. 58 laps are complete. Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, and Mark Martin, your top three. At 62 laps at Darlington, many of the leaders drop off the speedway onto pit road. Jeff Burton, the front runner, stays on the track. But Dale Jarrett is in. Jeff Gordon is in. Jeremy Mayfield is in. Let us cover the Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett stops with Jim Phillips. Here is Jeff Gordon on the pit lane. It's routine. Right side tires going on. This is about what we expected. Lap 62 was the number I talked to the crew chiefs about. They said that they wanted to come in about that number. Make it even all the way around. Left side tires going on for the Rainbow Warriors. Dale Jarrett's left side tires on. He's down and away. Jeff Burton will come in also to make his stop. Jeremy Mayfield is in. Let's cover Jeff Burton's stop. Right side tires going on the X-side forward as we speak. Farther down the pit lane. The pit board is down for Rusty Wallace and Ward Burton. Left side tires now going on the X-side forward. They do make a chassis adjustment. Behind him is Sterling Barlin. He's getting right side tires further down the pit lane. You've got Jeff Bodine in. All this is routine here on lap 63. Mark Kelly. 
Mark Martin has not yet made his visit to Pitt Road, so he takes over the race lead, claiming five bonus points in the championship. Let's cover more stops with Winston Kelly. Taylor Earnhardt just pulls away. 19.65 seconds in the Goodrich Chevrolet. No visible chassis adjustments, possibly a slight air pressure adjustment. They were happy with their car. Michael Walter, four tires and gasoline, along with Ernie Irvin. Kevin LePage down and away, and Derek Cope. All these drivers getting fuel and four tires. Bill Elliott coming in also, and it looks like Mark Martin, the race leader, drops off the banking in turn four, uh, followed by John Andretti. So Martin comes to pit road. This would be as he completes the 65th lap of the race. So Martin, after getting five bonus points for leading here, important to his championship hopes, comes in for a visit to the Valvoline team's pit. On the right side, right side tires going on. Here's John Andretti of the SCP Pontiac putting right side tires on the Pontiac. No chassis adjustment yet. Martin's through with no chassis adjustment as yet. Just uh, changing the car with air pressure. He swipes the grill off. The car is down. He is away. Andretti's screwed on the left side. Let's see what Martin's screwed is. Well, we didn't get it. So Martin's screwed down in the way. And as everybody cycles around in the pit stops, it is going to move Jeff Burton back up into the lead right now. Dale Jarrett should settle in behind him. Jeff Gordon, Jeremy Mayfield, Ward Burton, Rusty Wallace. That should be your top five after this round of pit stops. Later on in today's broadcast, the MRN Radio pit reporters will select the winner of the first Union Pitch Strategy Award, $500 to be donated to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary. On behalf of the team of the most impressive pit strategy in today's race, if you need help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local First Union office or call 800-413-7898. Well, Jeff Burton shows no signs of missing a beat. He just goes off turn number two and heads down the back straightaway, goes over to three. Here's Jeff Burton into the corner now, closing up behind the car, driven by Kevin LePage. Burton very carefully moves inside and puts LePage a lap down. Come off of turn number four, down to the start-finish line. Let's reset the front of the field for you now after the pit stops have cycled. Jeff Burton's the leader. Dale Jarrett is second. They're separated by about two and a half seconds on the racetrack. That's a pretty decent distance, say about 100 yards or so of pavement between them. Jeff Gordon is third, eight seconds behind the leader. Ward Burton is now fourth, and Jeremy Mayfield fifth. Mark Martin is sixth, Rusty Wallace seventh, Sterling Marlin eighth, Dale Earnhardt ninth, and John Andretti tenth. Jeff Bodine is eleventh, Ken Schrader twelfth, Bill Elliott thirteenth, Bobby Labonte fourteenth, and Terry Labonte fifteenth. With Brett Bodine in sixteenth, Ernie Irvin in seventeenth, Ricky Rudd in eighteenth, and Kyle Petty in nineteenth. The final driver on the lead lap is uh, Kyle Petty in nineteenth position. A little deeper down, you've got Kevin LePage a lap behind in 20th spot with Wally Dallenbeck in 21st, Chad Little 22nd, Johnny Benson 23rd, Jerry Nadeau 24th, and Ted Musgrave 25th. Kenny Irwin is 26th, Steve Grissom 27th, Derek Cope 28th, Mike Skinner 29th, and Kenny Wallace 30th. Jeff Green is 31st, Rich Bickle 32nd, Robert Presley 33rd, Dennis Setzer is 34th, and 35th is Bobby Hamilton. Michael Waltrip is 36th. Joni Macek 37th. Dick Trickle 38th. Jimmy Spencer 39th. Rick Mast 40th. And Steve Park 41st. All of those cars are lapped down. Gary Bradbury and Darrell Waltrip are two laps down in 42nd and 43rd. Caution free to this point. All 43 drivers still on the speedway. And we're watching Darrell Waltrip, uh, his car not really up to full speed. He's had a bunch of cars go around him. Has he got some kind of problem over there in turn three, Kurt? 
Well, watching Daryl's car go around the track, it's almost like watching a leaf kind of blow around the wind. We've seen Daryl keep fighting it. In fact, right now he's all the way up within a couple of inches of the outside wall. He's way off the pace. A lot of traffic in the top ten sneaking through toward his inside. So Daryl obviously got his hands full here in the early going of this race, uh, wrestling that car to get it around tough old Darlington Raceway. Been watching a pretty good race between Mark Martin and Jeremy Mayfield for a couple of laps around. Martin has finally taken that position away from Mayfield to put Mark to fifth and Mayfield back to sixth. And behind them, Jeff Bodine creeping in on John Andretti. That would be for the 10th and 11th positions. And just up ahead of that, a little bit farther, you've got Rusty Wallace, Sterling Marlin, and Dale Earnhardt running for a spot on the lead lap as well. Let's follow that one off to turn one. Rusty leads that parade up into turn number one. That's the seventh position he holds. Sterling Marlin behind him in eighth. Dale Earnhardt in ninth. Those cars for now remain single file. A couple of car links separating each of those on the back stretch. That traffic working its way back up into the banking of turn number three. Rusty Wallace in the seventh spot with Sterling Marlin still about three car lengths behind him. And Chad Little comes back into the pits now. Remember Chad was one of the first ones to pit back at about lap 22. He's going to be a little off sync with everybody else but he is on pit road. This should be a scheduled stop. 72 laps are complete. Frank Avant of the Pepsi Cola Company has stepped into the booth. Of course Pepsi sponsoring the 49th running of the Southern 500. Frank pleasure to see you here. Looks like a wonderful day for your event with the folks here at Darlington. It is a beautiful day and it's good to meet y'all. I listen to you on the radio on Sundays, and y'all do a good job. Appreciate that very much. I know you folks at Pepsi are proud of your involvement in NASCAR racing, and with Jeff Gordon particularly as a spokesman, I guess you couldn't ask for any more success than you've had there this year with him. Jeff's done great. Uh, he, <laughs> he's unbelievable, really, in, in the success he's had. You're involved with Pepsi here in the Darlington area on a local level. How did the, the bottlers and the retailers and the and the distributors around that you work with respond to the association with this race? I don't think there's any doubt that our consumer is uh, loves racing and, and loves Darlington and we're very glad to be involved with Darlington. We've been pouring Pepsi over here for 14 years. Frank, congratulations on being the Grand Marshal today and thanks for your involvement with the event and uh, continued success to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Frank, Frank Avent. Uh, from Pepsi-Cola, the Grand Marshal for today's Pepsi Southern 500. It's going to be a lot of Pepsi consumed out there this afternoon because it is a warm one here at Darlington. Jeff Burton continues to set the pace here in the Pepsi Southern 500. Joe Moore, he's really got her hooked up. He's over in turn two. Just sailing through the corner. Also looking back uh, in the top five, it changed to the fourth position on the last lap. Mark Martin had been chasing Ward Burton for the previous ten laps or so. Finally found the opening when they came to turns one and two. So Mark Martin has gone by Ward Burton. He's now up in the fourth position, working some slower traffic. Here's Mark Martin on the back straightaway. Steps out of line down to the inside of the car, driven by Steve Grissom. Moves by that lap machine and works his way off the corner. Just completed the first 100 miles of today's Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington. It has been the Jeff Burton Show for much of the afternoon. Dale Jarrett led the first eight laps from the Bud Pole. Then Rusty Wallace got by Jarrett, led from lap 9 to 19, while Burton was making his way up from the 12th starting spot to second by lap 19. Then he took the lead away from Rusty at lap number 20, led until the green flag pit stops a moment ago, and after the cycle of stops, was right back out in front again. So Jeff Burton, the early dominator today in the Southern 500. 
We have the first caution flag waving in the Pepsi Southern 500. Big break for Terry Labonte and Ernie Irvin, who were about to be overtaken by leader Jeff Burton. But now the yellow waves for a spin. Out of the corner, Jimmy Spencer looped the Winston Ford around, didn't hit anything inside or out, nor any other car, and has continued on away, but the field slowed for the first time since the dropping of the green flag. Caution comes out at lap number 81. Again, Jimmy Spencer looping the car around, coming off turn number four up there. Very fortunate that nobody got into him. There's a lot of traffic around him, but Spencer came down to the inside of the racetrack, and everybody else went out to the outside. Pace car should be picking up the leader, Jeff Burton, and we will see a rash of pit stops. Talked to guys today and said, if you if you only got 10 or 12 laps on the tires, will you come in if the caution comes out? And they said, you better believe it. They'll be back in after most of the leaders stopped around 65. We've got another 15, 17 laps on those tires, so I expect we'll see everybody on pit road here for fresh good years and a top-off of the uh, fuel tank. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award, driver with the best break during today's event. We'll see $500 donated on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. From Ray Bestis Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR, Jimmy Spencer spinning and not hitting anything at Darlington. That, that took some good breaks there to uh, just get lucky enough not to get into somebody else or the outside wall here. So maybe Spencer a nominee for that later on in the afternoon. So most of the time when you do spin, you're going to end up at the wall. Spencer keeps it out. Here comes the onslaught on the pit road. Jeff Burton brings him down. Coming in also, Dale Earnhardt right behind him is Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Ward Burton. Rusty Wallace is in. Dale Earnhardt is in. The front runners have to go way down toward turn number one. Let's quickly go to Jim Phillips. And Frank Stoddard's group leaps into action, Barney, as they engulf the XI Ford of Jeff Burton. They come around the left side of Chase. Left side tires. you got Sterling Marlin in. Jeff Gordon's in. John Andretti's in. Rusty Wallace is in. Dale Jarrett's in. Ward Burton is waiting to come in. Here comes off the pit lane first out on this end. Goes Jeff Gordon just ahead of Jeff Burton out of Winston Kelly. Jeremy Mayfield, the first down and away on this end of pit road, falls in line behind Mark Martin. Then Dale Earnhardt gets out just in front of Sterling Marlin. Ernie Irvin, who just barely did stay on the tail end of the lead lap, came in all of these drivers four tires in 76 racing gasoline now to marty snyder well it's a very lonely backstretch pits ted musgrave is in his car is on the lead lap but the engine has just picked up a miss terry Labonte's team is coming in now musgrave's team will go under the hood joey knuckles and the crew trying to figure out what is missing on ted musgrave's engine a four tire change for terry Labonte. their car very loose one round of wedge into terry Labonte's car to try and tighten him up and the race off pit road going to be won by Dale Jarrett. Looks like it was kind of a race for second place coming out of the pits between Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon. But I believe Burton is going to emerge as the second place car back on the racetrack, dropping uh, Gordon back to third. And the fourth place machine right now should be Rusty Wallace. Good pit work for them. And then Mark Martin. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Field still under caution. Now the second wave of pit stops is coming for cars a lap or more down. Let's go back to Jim Phillips. Yeah, we got Mike Skinner in, one of the guys running for the Oval 5, but he's got his work cut out for him today. Barney's already a lap down. he got Jerry Nadeau. He's in the pit area. And a bunch of cars in front of Winston Kelly. Kevin LePage, Kyle Petty, Bobby Labonte, all leaving in that order. Rick Mast down. The John Deere Ford of... Uh, Chad Little down and away. Michael Waltrip, Robert Presley, and Dick Trickle all getting four tires adjustments in 76 racing gasoline. Marty Snyder. Wally Dollenbach is in. His car is excellent, running really well. Problem was on the last pit stop, they had to hand thread the right rear bolts onto the studs for the tires. So Wally Dollenbach has lost a lot of ground, but the car is running really well. 
We talked about Darrell Waltrip's problems earlier. His car really, really loose. A lot of guys in here on the back stretch, including Jimmy Spencer, who just missed hitting the wall a little earlier. First caution of the Pepsi Southern 500 after Jimmy Spencer spun at lap number 81 in the exchange of pit stops just about complete now. From here, Motor Racing Network moves on to the Richmond International Raceway along with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series for activity next weekend. We'll be there starting on Friday with Bud Pole qualifying at 5.30 Eastern Time. Then later Friday night, it is the NASCAR Bush Series in the Autolite 250 at Richmond at 7.45 Eastern. Hope that you'll be with us for both of those broadcasts this coming Friday. Saturday night, it is the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. And our broadcast uh, next weekend from Richmond will be at 7.15 Eastern Time. Hope that you'll be with us uh, from Richmond for our coverage next weekend as the chase for the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship moves back to the very exciting three-quarter mile track in Virginia's capital city. The activity begins at Richmond on Thursday night with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series running the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Our sister network, the NASCAR Truck Network, will bring you that broadcast on Thursday evening at uh, 7.15 Eastern Time. So that is what's upcoming this weekend here, uh, this week rather, on Motor Racing Network. Move on from there in the month of September to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware for the MBNA 400 on Sunday the 20th. Our coverage at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time that day. Martinsville Speedway, Sunday, September 27th, the Napa 500, 12.15 Eastern Time. And then we move in October to Talladega Super Speedway, October the 11th for the Winston 500. Daytona Beach, Florida for the rescheduled Pepsi 400, the 17th of October. And uh, as well that weekend, that same day actually, Madison, Illinois, the Gateway International Raceway with the NASCAR Bush Series in the CarQuest 250. We'll round out the month of October with stops in Phoenix, Arizona for the Duraloop 500 on the 25th. And uh, the 1st of November, it's the AC Delco 400, Rockingham, North Carolina. Ticket offices at all of those speedways open throughout the week as we follow the chase for the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship through these final months of the 1998 season. Field across the line have just been given the indication they will take the green flag when they come back around one more time. Let's tell you how they'll be lining up for the restart. Dale Jarrett will lead. Jeff Burton is second. Jeff Gordon third. Rusty Wallace is fourth. Mark Martin is fifth. Jeremy Mayfield is sixth. Ward Burton will be seventh. Dale Earnhardt has moved up to eighth position. Sterling Marlin having a good solid run. He is ninth. John Andretti is in there in tenth. Jeff Bodai had a good run for that team today also here. He is eleventh. Kenny Schrader having a good run. He's 12th. Ernie Irvin is 13th. 14th is Bill Elliott. And 15th would be Cherry Labonte. And I believe those are all the cars that are on the lead lap. One lap down in 16th position is Kevin LePage with Kyle Petty in 17th. Bobby Labonte in 18th. He's another one of the Noble Five drivers. It's gotten a lap down early in the race. 19th position belongs to Jerry Nadeau. Derek Cope rounds out the top 20 as we are just half a lap from going back under the green flag. So Dale Jarrett, after leading the first eight laps of the race and then running second basically most of the time since then, just about all the time since then, his pit crew with some good work gets him back into the number one spot. We'll see how long he's able to hold off Jeff Burton here as we get set to take the green flag at lap 87 of uh, 367. Burton's been tough so far. Right, we'll see after that pit stop if the car is as good as it was before they went in. Here they come out of turn number four, getting ready to go back to green flag racing. It'll be a double file restart. A ton of cars, a lap down, down to the inside, about 400 feet away from the start-finish line. Green flag goes in the air. Jarrett comes up through the gearbox, takes it off to turn number one. We'll try to get away from that lap traffic, or at least maybe put some between himself and the second-place machine. 
as they get into turn one, he does. Finally gets by the Kevin LePage car. Now LePage separates Jarrett from second place, Jeff Burton. Kyle Petty, his lap car, now separates Burton from Jeff Gordon in third. Kyle Petty down to the inside, opens the top side up for Jeff Gordon. So the third place runner moves by with clear sailing to go after the top two. Marty Snyder reported a couple of minutes ago from the back pits that they had taken Ted Musgrave's car, taken the hood up on it. That machine has been taken behind the wall and will apparently be done for the afternoon. The leaders head for turn one. Dale Jarrett shows the way a five-car link. Felini has over Jeff Burton, but Burton was held up by slower traffic. He's starting to close the gap. Now Jeff Gordon, the third-place man, he too clears the slower traffic off turn two. Chevrolet racing after two Fords in the top three coming off the end of the backstretch up front. Dale Jarrett, then over three more car lengths to Jeff Burton, then it's a long way to Jeff Gordon. Well, Jeff uh, Burton hasn't been able to make up that much ground on the leader right now. Dale Jarrett, in fact, is just about the same as it was when they made that first lap and the field started stringing out a little bit, Joe Moore. not losing anything, but he's not gaining that much either. Doing all he can to wind in on Dale Jarrett's lead. Further back in third, Rusty Wallace has broken free of traffic. He's starting to track down Jeff Gordon in third. Here's Jeff Gordon, midpoint to the backstretch, trying to hold off the charge of Rusty Wallace. Wallace knocks off another car length heading into the corner. Big action is back behind them in the pack a little bit. Dale Earnhardt has just cleared some lap traffic, pinned in behind some lap cars now. Are Sterling Marlin and John Andretti racing for a spot on the lead lap? Jeff Bodine and Ken Schrader right behind them. Marlin is ninth. Everybody's chasing him to one. A lot of heavy traffic in that pack as they work their way into turn number one to the high side of the track. Goes Ken Schrader around the car of Mike Skinner. Here's Jeff Bodine also trying to pick his way to the heavy traffic in two. Turn number three. Here's the challenge and change for the lead. Jeff Burton to the inside making the pass on Dale Jarrett. Jeff took his time. Jeff Burton took his time going through three and four. Got a position. Got a good run coming out of the corner over there. Got door to door and before they got back to turn number three was able to complete the pass. They're back in two. Now let's see if he can steamroll like he did earlier and make up all that ground separating himself from Dale Jarrett. They work their way off the second corner. Gordon is third. Rusty Wallace fourth. And Mark Martin rides in fifth. And everyone will stay single file through the top five. A lot of daylight opening up in between each of those top five positions in the running order. Kevin LePage is off the pace. The whole field has gone by him. He's dropped all the way to the end of the line after being up among the leaders, even though not on the lead lap. He was trying to get uh, a lap back right after the restart, but he has now dropped all the way to the tail end of the field, so something to miss there on the Prime Star machine. The pack heads from turn two off onto the back straightaway. Let's check in the back garage with Marty Snyder. Ted Musgrave, a short day. What happened? Well, something in the engine department there. I'm not quite sure. Started running on seven cylinders. And I'll tell you what, we had that baby rolling there in the beginning. Took up a lot of positions. The guys really, really worked hard to hurry up and build this car. And, you know, like I say, it was a hurry, hurry deal. And maybe something just went wrong inside. I'm not quite sure if it was electrical, but it just started missing running seven cylinders. And sooner or later, something really big time will happen. So he might as well park it, save him some money, and uh, stay out of the way. Tough day for these guys. Ted Musgrave will be out of it this afternoon. Pretty good scramble going on right now between Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace. Let's follow that one over to turn two, three. That's the battle for the fourth spot, Barney, where Rusty Wallace has the position. Mark Martin started a move to the inside in turn number two, then backed off, and here's Martin again on the move. Mark ducks down low off turn four, puts the fender up alongside Rusty for the moment, then falls back in behind him as they come rocketing down the front straightaway. Now tries the inside again to one. And it works this time. Mark Martin just rockets on by Rusty. Picking up the fourth position. Rusty falls back in fifth. Mayfield in sixth. Change for seventh two laps ago as Dale Earnhardt made a move to the inside of Ward Burton and went by. Here's Dale Earnhardt now riding along in that seventh spot. 
trying to catch up with the rest of the pack. He's got a ways to go, a lot of ground to make up, although it is still in the early going. Dale's having one of his best runs here at Darlington in a long, long time. He used to be the driver to beat every time we came here for a lot of years. He's got it hooked up pretty good today, and he's passed a lot of cars, even from the opening gun when they dropped the green early this afternoon. He started coming up through the field showing that he had a good, solid race car. If he can keep it there all day, he's got a shot to win this thing. 95 laps are in the record book. 367 will make up the Pepsi Southern 500. Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, your top five. Closing on the one-third point of today's Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington, South Carolina. It's been the Jeff Burton show thus far in the event. He got out in front just 20 laps into the race and inside of an exchange of green flag pit stops where he gave up the lead for two laps and six laps that Dale Jarrett led after Jarrett's crew won a race off pit road on a caution flag stop. Burton's been out in front the entire rest of the 101 circuits that have been run in this event. Kevin LePage was slowing a moment ago on the racetrack. Then he came down pit road. He's now rejoined the event. Winston Kelly, what uh, was going on there with the Prime Star machine? Well, they eventually determined that he's down to seven cylinders, and they came in and they checked the plug wires on the car. Crew Chief James Inch is still talking to him. It seems like it's picked back up speed, but they didn't determine exactly what the problem is. He's still talking to another member of the Roush organization that works over on Johnny Benson's crew. So they were down to seven cylinders but haven't determined exactly what the problem was. So right now, uh, LePage is back out on the speedway, though back in 42nd position. And he is five laps behind race leader Jeff Burton at this point in the event. Closest thing for a race in the top cars anyway would be between teammates Jeremy Mayfield and Rusty Wallace. They're running about a car length apart with Mayfield in fifth position and Wallace in sixth. You drop a little bit farther back on the cars on the lead lap. And you've got Jeff Bodine, Ken Schrader, and Ernie Irvin close together in positions uh, 11, 12, and 13. And then it's a little ways back to Bill Elliott and Terry Labonte, who are the final two cars on the lead lap. Just so hard to really get a car dialed in here at Darlington, particularly if the front three or four cars are that much better than you are. If they hit a setup that's a little bit better, we saw that very evident in the, in the first, what, 50 or 60 laps when about uh, maybe 12 or 15 cars got lapped even before that first round of pit stops, and more good cars were threatening to get lapped when that caution came out and saved some cars that normally would be a top five, but we're about to go a lap down within inside of 50 laps. So much of it, I, th I think the confidence factor can't be understated that when a driver tries to sail his car off into the corner here at Darlington, knows he's going to come so close to the wall even when the car's handling perfectly, he's got to have confidence that that thing's going to stick when he gets there and be somewhat predictable. And if your car's off a little bit, I can certainly understand where that confidence wouldn't be there in the corner, and you might be a little hesitant to run it in there as hard as the guy that's got co complete confidence in the way his car's handling now, which would be Jeff Burton, and uh, you'd, you'd lose a lot of time to him just uh, in that factor. Well, the guys that are getting around here actually literally go in, over, like going down to Kurt Becker right now, over in turn number three. Kurt, the Jeff Burton is going to take the, he's going to take that car in there and literally let it go up the bank. He's what I'm going to say, and, and like he's aiming at the wall. And at that last second, he makes that hard left cut. Just what Alan talked about, knowing the car is going to stick. As Must have flabbergasted him. <laughs> I think he lost him there somewhere. Dale Earnhardt on the move here in the back as he moves around Rusty Wallace and picks up the sixth position. So Earnhardt having a decent day here in Darlington right now. The nine-time winner at this racetrack started back in the 18th position, and he is up into the number six spot here as we complete the 106th lap. Right now, though, it is all Jeff Burton, who once again 
We haven't been back to green flag racing all that long ago from the caution, but once again now, here he comes, and he's caught the tail end of the field, beginning to close on the back of the pack. Let's pick up a race for position in the pack between John Andretti and Jeff Bodine. That heads to turn number three. It's for 10th spot. That's where Jeff Bodine has the position, Alan, and John Andretti's been trying to take it away. Taking to the outside, to the inside. Right now, he's just following Bodine off turn four. John told me yesterday, he said, I like Darlington. I get around here well, have the car dialed in most times, but have just had trouble really coming home with a really good finish that many times here in the times that he has been coming to Darlington. He's got it hooked up pretty good today, Joe Moore, over in turn two. Hold on to his position as they come up off the corner. Still about two car lengths between Jeff Bodine and John Andretti. For now, Jeff Bodine's Ford hanging on to that position again. He runs 11th. John Andretti just behind him at the Pontiac, chasing him back off of turn number four. And behind them, a race for position between Ken Schrader and Ernie Irvin, which would be on the lead lap for the 12th and 13th positions. As right now, Irvin tries to close on the back of Schrader's machine. They head for turn one. Working their way up to the top side of the banking of turn number one. Schrader with about a two-car length margin over Ernie Irvin. Here comes one of the lap cards. Uh, Kenny Wallace dives down on the inside of Ernie Irvin. Now he sits in between the two as they hit the back straightaway. Ken Schrader for now has the 13th spot in the running order. And Ernie Irvin back behind the lap car of Kenny Wallace is in 14th spot as they head back for the front straight. So for the moment, they'll just settle in nose to tail with a lap car of Kenny Wallace between those two as they work out of turn number four. Talking about this racetrack and just how much it will intimidate you or really play on your mind, whatever you're doing, as we see Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett get with the program over in turn number three for the moment. Gordon got around him, moves a little bit high in the banking. Let's see if he can get a run out of him or underneath him, as I should say, coming down to the start finish line, won't be able to do it. So Gordon takes the second spot away from Dale Jarrett, and Dale is not able to come back on Gordon and reclaim that position. So put Jeff into the number two spot. 4.2 seconds behind the other Jeff. Jeff Burton, who is out in front, now working some pretty good lap traffic as uh, he continues to set a very torrid pace in this Pepsi Southern 500. Set the field for you now at 110 laps. Jeff Burton leads Jeff Gordon with Dale Jarrett now third, Mark Martin fourth, and Jeremy Mayfield fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth, Rusty Wallace seventh, Ward Burton is eighth, Sterling Marlin ninth, and Jeff Bodine is tenth. Eleventh is John Andretti, Ken Schrader is twelfth, Ernie Irvin thirteenth, Bill Elliott fourteenth, and Terry Labonte fills out the lead lap in fifteenth position. Bobby Labonte is a lap down in 16th. Derek Cope is 17th. Jerry Nadeau, 18th. Kyle Petty, 19th. And Kenny Wallace, 20th. 21st is Mike Skinner. Ricky Rudd is 22nd. Johnny Benson is 23rd. 24th is Brett Bodine. And 25th is Robert Presley. Kenny Irwin is 26th. Wally Dallenbach is 27th. Michael Waltrip is 28th. Bobby Hamilton, 29th. And Steve Grissom, 30th. Jeff Green is 31st. And Dennis Setzer is 32nd. Now two laps down. And 33rd is Joe Nemechek. Uh, excuse me, Rich Bickle. Uh, Joe Nemechek is 34th. Chad Little is 35th. Steve Park, 36th. Rick Mass, 37th. Gary Bradbury, 38th. Jimmy Spencer, 39th. Dick Trickle, 40th. Daryl Waltrip, 41st. Kevin LePage is 42nd. Ted Musgrave is the only car retired from the event. He will finish 43rd this afternoon. Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt continue to have a pretty good race for 6th and 7th. Rusty holds the spot for now. Here is a challenge for the 3rd position. Mark Martin underneath Dale Jarrett off turn 4. He'll claim that spot as they cross the start-finish line. So the top 5 now. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Jeremy Mayfield. 115 laps complete. 2.52 to go. And from Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 
Jeff Burton setting a wicked pace here in the first uh, going of the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington right now out in front of Jeff Gordon by 3.6 seconds and continuing to move through traffic with relative ease. Gordon hanging in there in second with Mark Martin now third. Dale Jarrett has dropped a little bit off his back bumper in fourth, though Jarrett has a couple of seconds on fifth place Jeremy Mayfield for the moment. Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton, Jeff Bodine, and Sterling Marlin round out the top ten. Bodine and Burton the closest together on the track besides uh, Earnhardt and Wallace for position, and they're over in turn two. Fighting for the eighth position here with Jeff Bodine making his move, coming up off the corner. Ward Burton settles in behind him. They hit the back straightaway. Here's Jeff Bodine working some lap traffic. Just one car, that of Bobby Labonte. So Jeff Bodine goes wide, sails around him coming off the end of the back stretch. Jeff needs a really good run, needs a win. That, that team has really had more than their share of bad times this season, and uh, today would is makes us all feel good, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, to see him have a decent run here. And so far, that car has been fairly strong. He can, If he can keep it anywhere near like it is right now, Alan, he should come up with at least a good top ten finish. Not many candidates at this point for the Goodies Headache Award, which the members of the media covering today's uh, Southern 500 will vote at the conclusion of the afternoon. $2,500 to the driver suffering the hardest luck or biggest headache during the preparation for or running of the event. It's been a very clean Darlington race thus far. That money uh, distributed at the afternoon's end from Goodies, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. 120 laps on the scoreboard. They're still chasing Jeff Burton. Uh, if you heard us in the beginning of the show, talked about he was still on the bend from the accident he had up at New Hampshire a week or so ago and also had been suffering from some symptoms of flu and uh, didn't feel all that well this week. But we predicted that if that car ran as good as it is right now, he'd be hard to get out of that race car. And I think he will go the distance here because he is about as good as anybody out there. Although the way this race has gone so far, we've seen guys back there literally up through, what, the top ten that could win this thing. Jeff Gordon is still very good. Mark Martin still very solid. Dale Jarrett not having a bad day at all. Jeremy Mayfield's running well. Earnhardt has proved in the early going that he was capable of getting up there. He's picked up a ton of positions. Rusty Wallace still very strong. Jeff Bodine that we mentioned currently sits in eighth position. Ward Burton always runs well here, and Sterling Marlins had his share of good days here at Darlington. Sterling having a solid afternoon, as is Jeff Bodine. Let's give a call to the Phillips team now. They have certainly not had the best of 1998 seasons. In uh, fact, they've been 21st or worse in all but one of the last 13 races. Been a tough, tough summer for Jeff and uh, the Matei Motorsports team. But here at Darlington today, in the top 10, on the lead lap in 8th position, after qualifying in 15th spot, very solid afternoon for Bodine and that team thus far in this Southern 500. Right now, another pit stop for Kevin LePage under the green flag, continuing to try and troubleshoot the engine miss that has uh, brought that car on and off pit road for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 laps or so, several times now. And out on the racetrack, it is all Jeff Burton at the moment continuing to slice his way through traffic. Burton right now in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings is in seventh position. He's 664 points behind the lead. He concedes at this point that he is out of the chase for the championship. He very much hoped to win it this year and thought they'd be in contention for it right to the end of the year, but he knows that's over. They had a couple of bad breaks, particularly Indianapolis uh, early in the month of August that put them too far behind to have a chance to catch back up. So I asked Jeff about his approach to the rest of this season 
knowing that the title is out of the question, and that was one of their big goals for the year. He said their approach is just to try and maximize how many wins and how many points they can get the rest of this year and make sure they don't throw anything away. We don't want to set our goals too low, but then again, we don't want to set them too high. Really, our goal is to, to go to every race and try to put ourselves in position to win. And then if we can't win, don't take a third-place car and finish 35th with like we did at, at Indy. And don't take an eighth and, and finish uh, 23rd like we did at Watkins Glen. You have to finish as well as you're running. And you have to have the patience to take all that you have. So if you have a fifth-place car and you try to finish first with it, you're probably going to finish 10th. Uh, you need to understand when to push it and when not to. And I think that's where our focus is right now. Thoughts of Jeff Burton on how to deal with the remaining events of this 1998 NASCAR Winston Cup season now that he has fallen out of the chase for the championship. I'll tell you what's made him a lot better race driver along with several other guys that would fall in that category too. Not only has he learned to deal with his own equipment, how what its capabilities are, not go beyond that and put it in the wall, he has learned the competition out there. He knows who he can race with. He, when he catches traffic out there, if it's Terry Labonte or if it's Chad Little or whoever it might be, He's raced with those guys enough now. He knows what to anticipate with them. That just makes a big difference when you understand your competition. And Jeff has really gained a lot of um, perspective on what it takes to succeed in this business over the last couple of years. I guess you'd call it his maturing as a Winston Cup race driver. It's really, really been a big leap for him in these last two, two and a half seasons or so. Right now, he's got a big lead here at Darlington. Two seconds over Jeff Gordon with Mark Martin four and a half seconds back in third. Dale Jarrett a couple of more seconds behind him in fourth. And Jeremy Mayfield nine seconds behind the race leader in fifth position. Top five a little bit spread out at this point. We're about 15 to 20 laps away from another round of pit stops. Why don't we swing through pit road and get some updates from some of the front runners uh, crews as they get ready to make their next adjustments on their cars. First, let's go to Jim Phillips. Dale Jerry started on the pole today. Todd Parrott, you're running fourth right now. How's your car? Uh, real loose. Uh, a little while ago, car was pretty good, made a change and got it a little better and didn't make a change on this last stop. Now it's got a little loose. Can you tell whether the track has changed at this point or not? Yeah. The hotter that sun gets, the hotter that track gets, the looser those race cars get. That's Todd Parrott, crew chief for Neil Jarrett. Loose right now. Of course, they will make an adjustment during their next pit stop. Winston Kelly. Well, let's talk to Kevin uh, Hamlin, who's the crew chief on Dale Earnhardt's car. He's sitting here looking at the monitor. He's been talking to his driver. Kevin, how's your car right now? Oh, it's a little bit loose. Same old deal in Darlington here. You just got to try to keep the tires at it. You slip and slide around, but... Uh, we've been tightening them up just a little bit every stop. Just had to stay with the track. Think you got anything for the 99 later in the race? I don't know if anybody's got anything for that 99 car right now. We just have to see how the rest of the day takes out. Kevin Hamlin, the crew chief on the Goodrich Chevrolet. Right now they're conceding down here that the strongest car easily is Jeff Burton. Dale Earnhardt's car that started back in the 18th position. It was very neutral. They didn't make any adjustments to start with. But Kevin reporting that the car is just a little bit loose for the driver who's won nine times here at Darlington. Let's make a note also of a condition change here. We mentioned at the top of the broadcast a little cloud cover had come over. We're just going to be curious to see how that affected the cars. Well, that's all burned off. 
bright blue skies now. Temperature has warmed up a couple of more degrees. I'm sure that sun beating directly down on this racing surface without being filtered through any cloud cover has changed the handling characteristics of the cars as well. And that kind of goes back to what Kevin Hamlin was talking about uh, and Todd Parrott a couple of minutes ago in terms of uh, their cars being loose right now, meaning the back end kind of wants to turn a little bit faster than the front end does. And that can be a handful as you try and get around tricky old Darlington Raceway. Change of positions in the top ten. Jeff Bodine around Rusty Wallace to pick up the number seven spot. At the front of the field, though, still Jeff Burton out in front of Jeff Gordon by 3.7 seconds at lap 134. Next round of pit stops just around the corner. From Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. At Darlington Raceway, Jeff Burton has caught the last car on the lead lap, 14th place Bill Elliott, and is trying to overtake him. He has just put Terry Labonte a lap down uh, a little while back, so Labonte goes uh, in arrears to the race leader as uh, Jeff Burton continues to storm around this racetrack and uh, knock him off one at a time. Behind him, good race for fifth position between Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield. Off turn number four, Earnhardt comes out with the spot. The good red Chevy on the roll here in the mid-stages of the Southern 500. Let's follow him off to turn one. Earnhardt slides down to the inside of Jerry Nadeau also getting by that lap car. Here's Jeremy Mayfield, who Earnhardt just passed, also making a move by Nadeau. Further back, watching Jeff Bodine continue to build his way up towards the front of the pack. You've got Rusty Wallace sitting back in the eighth position. And even farther back, a couple of good races going on. In the ninth spot, Ward Burton and uh, Sterling Martin along with Ken Schrader. They swapped positions a little while ago. Schrader getting by the car of Sterling Marlin. All that traffic now coming back into the corner into turn number three. Here's the car of Ken Schrader, about five car lengths in front of Marlin as they move back off of turn number four. Just haven't been able to get those cars dialed in as well as the front four or five have here this afternoon. Talking about from Ken Schrader on back and Sterling Marlin and Ward Burton and John Andretti. They're running good, but they're not running quite as good as Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett and some of the other guys that are up at the front of the pack and Mark Martin. Jim Phillips, when are we looking at that next round of pit stops? I think you're going to have the same thing you had the last time, Barty. Jeff Burton's car is handling really well. He'll try to go 62 laps, 65 laps somewhere that range. So it's going to be about the same as we had last time. The track, as far as the guys I'm talking to right now, just about every car down here is loose. Here is John Andretti, one of the lead lap cars, dropping down off the banking of turn four. He'll make a move to pit road. This would be the first of the leaders to stop. Andretti in the 12th position visits pit road at lap number 140. Let's follow the work of the STP team now as Andretti goes at the 45-mile-an-hour pit road speed limit all the way down toward his stall at the turn one end of pit road. And they got across the wall like a red hawk and going to work on the right side. There's going to be a chance, yes, but on the right side, it's going to be one round of wedge in. First can of 76 fuel is in. They come around the left side. They put in the second can of fuel. You're on lap 140. Lap 140 is in the record books. Chad Little is also back on pit road. He made a couple of stops earlier this afternoon, lost some ground, been trying to make it up. And here comes Ward Burton into the pits right now. Ward's having a good day as he has to go all the way down toward turn number one in front of Jim Phillips to make his stop. Let's cover that one. And Ward is another driver. The handling just went away on his car. As Chris Hussey, I said, how's the car right now? He said, well, it's up, but it's down, and he's just having a handful right now. So they're changing right side tires. They come around the left side to change the left side tires. Second can of fuel is going in right now, but they have not made a chance yet just for the of the Ward Burton car. They do not mess with Yes, they do take out a spring rubber on the car of Ward Burton. 
Ernie Irvin was also on pit road. He's another one of the lead lap cars, or was until seconds ago. Let's cover the Ernie Irvin stop. Well, it was routine except that little bit of problem with the front tires. 23.47 seconds, not the stop that they were looking for. Bobby Labonte's car dropped off the jack. A good stop in 18.07 seconds. But as it dropped off the jack, the car stalled. So that cost Bobby Labonte some time. So Ernie Irvin, Bobby Labonte, both. With four tires, gasoline, and a little bit of problems on pit road. The pit board preparing to go out for Jeremy Mayfield. That car just to tick loose. We expect to see him on pit road here in the next couple of laps. Kenny Schrader is in the pits right now. This would be a scheduled top stop for Schrader also. Rick Mast is on pit road. And a moment ago, over in front of Marty Snyder, I believe Terry Labonte was in. Terry Labonte was in, and his car was actually tight, which is opposite of most of the other teams. They were loose early on, went too far with the adjustment. The car was tight on this last run. Also in right now is Rich Pickle. Kenny Irvin was just in. Kenny Wallace was just in. And Steve Park is just now coming down pit road here on the back stretch. Green flag stops here. Here comes Dale Jarrett dropping off the speedway. Fourth place driver will come to pit road at lap number 144. Robert Presley ducks into the pits just ahead of Jarrett. Now DJ moves around Presley and works his way down toward the Ford uh, Quality Care team to turn one end of pit road. And here comes Dale Jerry Dan, the butt pole winner for this race today. They're going to work on the right side. Let's see if we're going to make a chassis adjustment. The right side tires are going on. Yes, they are. They're pulling out a spring rubber on the right rear of the Dale Jarrett car. This looks to stop a little bit longer. We can give up some track position. We're trying to get this car to handle just a little bit better. Left side tires are going on. The second can of 76 fuel is going in as Mike Skinner stops at his spin down and away. 22.4 seconds of the stop for Dale Jarrett. Now these stops are coming under green flag conditions. Derek Cope is in the pits right now. Also, here comes Sterling Marlin bringing his machine onto the pit road right now. Sterling had been running in ninth position. He'll now give that up. Let's go back down to Winston Kelly. Well, Derek Cope just pulled down and away. Four tires, gasoline, and a chassis adjustment there. Tightening it up. It's just a little bit loose. Dick Trickle, yesterday's winner in the NASCAR Bush Series race here at Darlington, came in and got four tires and fuel. The Cisco Ford of Michael Walker on pit road, along with Bobby Hamilton, a winner earlier this year at Marshall. His car's been loose all day long. Now the pit board does go out for Jeremy Mayfield, who's been one of the strongest cars all week, all weekend long. Jeff Burton, the leader now, rolls down pit road. Jeff Burton in. Jeff Gordon comes down pit road right behind him. Lap 147. The stops, Jeremy Mayfield and Rusty Wallace will also pit, as will Jeff Bodine. Here's the Jeff Burton stop with Jim Phillips. And the Burton crew goes around the right side. Here comes Jeff Gordon to the pit. His car is loose going into the turns. That's his, what he told his crew. First set of 76 fuel is in. The Burton crews around the left side. Jeff Bodine is in his pit. Here comes Rusty Wallace. The Burton crew on the left side trying to make time. He's down his way. 18.4. Good stop for Jeff Burton. The Rainbow Warriors are through with their stop. He is down and away. Winston Kelly. Jeremy Mayfield pulls away in 18.66 seconds. They did make that chassis adjustment, taking a round of wedge out of the left side to try to loosen it up. So Jeremy Mayfield, 18.66 seconds. Dale Earnhardt down pit road. The flying ace is going to work on the right side of the car. It'll be a four-tire stop there. They're going to make a chassis adjustment on his car as well. Mark Martin in front of Jim Phillips. And we're working on the left side of the family board. Second can of fuel is in here on lap 148. The stop for Mark Martin. He is down, and he is away. 
Watching now as the uh, lead continues to cycle around through the green flag stops. Looks like after everybody visits Pit Road, it's going to be Jeff Burton, who's going to be right back out in front of this Pepsi Southern 500. We've just completed 200 miles in the event. We'll reset the field for you when we... 11 cars on the lead lap in the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington, just past 200 miles, headed by Jeff Burton. He has been the dominant driver of this event thus far. And again, after an exchange of uh, visits to Pit Road, he hangs on to a pretty sizable advantage. He's up by 4.8 seconds on Jeff Gordon. Rest of the top 10 at this point. Mark Martin in third, Dale Jarrett in fourth, Jeremy Mayfield in fifth, Jeff Bodine in sixth, Rusty Wallace in seventh, Dale Earnhardt in eighth, Ken Schrader in ninth, and Ward Burton in tenth. John Andretti is the final driver on the lead lap, and he holds down the 11th position. So that is the way they stand now. Again, just past 200 miles here. Just joining us, we've had nine lead changes among five different drivers. A lot of that occurred in the first several laps of the race, and then under green flag pit stops. It was Dale Jarrett leading the first eight laps. Rusty Wallace lapped 9 to 19. Jeff Burton moved up from his 12th starting spot to take the lead at lap 20 and basically has only given up the lead on pit stops at that point. He gave up the lead for a couple of laps to Mark Martin on a green flag stop. He gave up the lead for about six laps to Dale Jarrett, who won the race off pit road from the only caution of the race, but Burton was quickly around him and uh, again continues to hold a fairly commanding advantage thus far. Only one caution in the race, lap 81. Jimmy Spencer spun off turn four, did not hit anything or anyone, and continued in the race. And only one car out of the event so far. That is Ted Musgrave's machine went out at lap 83 with an engine failure. That's the way things stand now, just past 200 miles. This mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics, the official trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now you can wear the same NASCAR shirts, caps, and jackets worn by Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett. They're Chase Authentics at NASCAR specialty and department stores everywhere. Now back to the race where the chase is on. Well, there's a fairly close chase going on for seventh position right now over in turn two. That's where Dale Earnhardt's trying to track down the uh, car of Rusty Wallace. He was right there taking a shot at him for a few moments. Now they're closing in a lap traffic in turn three. Rusty Wallace has to go to the inside to get by Joe Nemechek's car. Now Dale Earnhardt will try to do the same as they work their way over towards start finish. Earnhardt about uh, two or three car lengths behind Rusty Wallace for that position. Again, racing for seventh and eighth spots now as they come down the front stretch and head for turn one. Working their way now, clear of that one-lap car, but closing in on more. Michael Walton just ahead of Rusty Wallace. Earnhardt remains about four car lengths behind him, both way up wide against the outside wall off turn two. Here's Rusty Wallace's seventh-place machine working its way back up into the corner. Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet just kind of follows along behind without making a move for now. No point in racing that hard between these two for the moment because we're not even halfway into the Pepsi Southern 500 here this afternoon. They've had some pretty good battles, though, as the day went along here between Rusty and Earnhardt for the moment. Earnhardt, one of those running for that noble $5 million if he can win today. We're talking about this racetrack, how intimidating it can be, and just about everybody has said they had heard something about it before they ever came here the first time. Chad Little has... Not all that much experience here at Darlington, although he's been coming here for several years now. I asked Chad in the garage uh, Saturday afternoon, I said, do you ever really get comfortable on this racetrack, no matter how many times you go out there and race? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you know, some tracks you, you have a tendency to get more comfortable at because the tracks have a lot of grip in them. Um, 
In other words, you can really push the car to its limit uh, every single lap, and and because of the grip that the the, the tires and the asphalt are getting, uh, it just brings a lot of confidence in, into the whole situation. We're here. You know, in two or three laps, the grip is gone, and, and you're really just, uh, you're hanging on, and you're sliding, and, and you really have to be on your toes the, the whole game. So it's, um, I don't think you ever get comfortable here. If you do, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to make a mistake and get into the wall, or you're going to slow way down. And more times than not, you make a mistake and get into the wall. I don't think, uh, even David Pearson, David and I used to travel together an awful lot, and I talked to him about this place, and he said basically the same thing. You respect this racetrack, and you get to where you have a confidence about getting around it, depending on how good the race car is. But you you don't ever really get comfortable to where you just kind of totally relax, because if you do, if you lose your attention span there for a second or whatever, you are in the wall. I, it does not offer you much room for error, that's for sure. Pretty good race on the speedway for sixth position now. Let's pick it up in turn two. That is where Rusty Wallace slides along with Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Bodine. Earnhardt, the mover in trio. He dives down on the inside to try to pick off the spot. Rusty Wallace now moving up into the sixth position. Dale Earnhardt to seventh. They will drop kick Jeff Bodine all the way back to eighth. Jeff Bodine, who's having a, been having a good run here most of the afternoon, beginning to slide back a little bit right now as both Earnhardt and Rusty will be able to get around him. Now Earnhardt probably says, let's just see how good this race car is. He dives underneath Rusty in turn one, made a bold move there. Joe Moore's going to pay off. Flash right by, grabbed the spot, now pulls up in front of Rusty Wallace and denies Wallace an attempt to come back around. Onto the backstretch now, Dale Earnhardt firmly rooted in the sixth position with Rusty Wallace back in seventh. Further up ahead, talking about the race leader, Jeff Burton. He is so strong, he has put John Andretti a lap down, and Andretti was one of the cars earlier today running in the top five. Andretti was 11th, has now gone a lap down. Now Jeff goes underneath his brother Ward Burton in turns three and four and puts the 10th place runner a lap down. Incredible pace here in the first half of this Pepsi Southern 500 set by Jeff Burton leaving us now just nine drivers in the same lap with the race leader and all of it's been done basically under the green flag only the one caution to bunch the field together Barney you were talking about uh, Dale Earnhardt and his bold move over in turn one there a minute ago a much more fun situation to watch Earnhardt in than a year ago here at Darlington it was last year we had that mysterious episode on the pace laps and then the first couple of laps of the race where Dale basically I don't know the, the, the phrase I came to describe it with was zoned out yeah, went to the twilight <laughs> and, zone. yeah and I uh, forgot about that and uh, that was a year ago here and of course uh, nothing ever found medically uh, as the cause of that or the reason for it and obviously Earnhardt is uh, just fine thank you ever since then but that was one year ago today and got to thinking about that uh, as you were making that call on him making that strong move up there in turns three and four uh, very very different than it was here one year ago today yeah a lot of people concerned uh, with what happened here one year ago today, including Dale Earnhardt, but thank goodness he is back, and as you said, uh, they never figured out any particular thing that caused it. His doctors told him he was checked uh, by about seven or eight doctors up at uh, Bowman Gray in different hospitals, and they said the odds are it will never happen again, and he is having a good day here at Darlington. 166 laps are up on the scoreboard in the Pepsi Southern 500. Select spark plug Hi, I'm Jeff Burton, driving the number 99 XI Batteries Ford Taurus. Replacing your tired spark plug wires can make a difference in power, performance, and mileage when you install Borg Warner brand Select spark plug wires. The Super Mag construction produces a hotter spark for more power and lower emissions. Look for Select spark plug wires and other Borg Warner brand products at your local auto parts store or through your ASE certified technician. Spark plug wires. Spark Warner Select. 
legendary Talladega Super Speedway. For drivers, the ultimate in speed. For fans, the ultimate excitement. Heart-stopping finishes across the start-finish line that's nearly at turn one. The ultimate race requires the Talladega Super Speedway Club, the ultimate race package for the discerning NASCAR fan. You get group Q&A with a Winston Cup driver. Free race pit passes. One two-day premium ticket in the awesome brand-new Trioval Tower. Meals and so much more. The ultimate package for the ultimate NASCAR experience. Call 256-761-4702. Things beginning to tighten up for second spot. Jeff Gordon is being caught by Mark Martin. Pick it up when we come back. Jeff Burton's the leader by seven seconds over those two drivers. From Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Hundred seventy laps complete, one ninety-seven to go in the Pepsi Southern five hundred at Darlington. Jeff Burton in command of the event. Jeff Gordon has been uh, seeing Mark Martin's Valvoline machine loom larger and larger in the rearview mirror. Mark just a couple of car lengths behind Jeff now as they head for turn one. Both going wide to get by Dennis Etcher's machine, now climbing the banking of turn number one. And yeah, there's only about two car lengths between Gordon and Mark Martin. Martin pours all the steam again, leaving turn two. Here comes Mark Martin's Ford, chopping another car length off the deficit to Jeff Gordon in the continuing battle that shapes up for a second. They work their way back out of turn four. Mark Martin's car seems to get better as the day goes on. Right now, he's within about three car lengths of catching Jeff Gordon here at the start-finish line as they cross the line, work their way back into turn number one. Let's follow that one over to turn two. Once again, Mark Martin follows the tire tracks for now. Jeff Gordon climbs the banking, pulls up behind Joe Nemechek, now drops to the inside to lap that car. Martin is right there all over the rear deck on the backstretch. One of the best battles on the racetrack. Jeff Gordon trying to fend off the charge of Mark Martin. Martin and hang on to the second spot, but again, Martin closes in from behind. Jeff slips up a little high in the middle of three and four. Mark points the nose down low off the corner. Can't quite get alongside. He'll have to fall back in line this time as now there are just eight cars on the lead lap. Jeff Burton by Ken Schrader. The race for second to turn one. Once again, back up to the high side of the banking of turn number one, all the way up against the outside retaining wall. Jeff Gordon maintains the second spot. Mark Martin is there waiting for the opportunity. Here's Mark Martin coming off the end of the back straightaway. Again, right up behind Jeff Gordon's car. For now, Gordon Chevrolet in second. The Ford of Martin rides third. And this time when they go into three and four, Jeff Gordon's car gets right out real close to the wall, kind of frees it up a little bit, doesn't bind the car down, and he'll pull away from Mark Martin by a couple of car lengths back in turn one. Stretches it out to now five car lengths between Gordon back to Mark Martin. They've cleared the lap traffic, getting by Kevin LePage. Now a little bit of clean racing, working their way off turn two again. Jeff Gordon, kind of a wake-up call here for him as Mark Martin continues to ride just a couple of car lengths behind. Jeff Gordon back up into the banking of turn number four, works his way off the corner. For now, Mark just riding behind Jeff. Now there are seven on the lead lap as Jeff Burton has gone around Jeff Bodine. In fact, Jeff Bodine has fallen off the pace pretty drastically in the last several laps around, finding the handling on his car. So here he comes to Pit Road at lap 175. A little short stopping here for the Phillips team. Let's cover the visit to Pit Road. It looks routine, Alan. Uh, they're changing the right side tires. Coming around the left side. Tire rolls out in front of the Bodine car. The official gets it, gets it knocked down, but it's right in front of him. They're going to be have to be a crew member get it out of the way, and he does. And they make a chance. He Jeff Bodine is down, and he is away. And like you said, a little bit early for him. 
Jeff Bodine down on the way and back onto the racetrack, hoping to have a good run here today. Certainly had a good solid one going up to this point. May have to play catch up a little bit now for a moment. 176 laps on the board. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield, your top five. And we had talked about Jeremy having a good run here today. I believe Winston Kelly is over in that pit. Winston, is he still very happy with that car? Well, let's find out from Paul Andrews, the crew chief on the car, who's been talking to him. We mentioned the race earlier this year. They had a back straightaway pit early in the year. Still came home with a fourth-place run. You're up front where you want to be. What's Jeremy saying about the car? Car's been a little bit loose. You know, it's not too bad right now. We tightened up the last stop. We're, we're looking forward to a good run. Kind of need a caution so we can catch up with Burton. He's, uh, he's doing real good right now. It's been hard to beat him. You got anything up your sleeve, though, for Jeff Burton? We're working on it. We're trying to make it better every time. That's Paul Andrews, the crew chief on the car. He said they tightened it up the last time. Daryl Andrews went out and put a round of adjustment in on the left side of the car, so they're going to keep tweaking on it, keep tweaking on it in hopes that they've got something for Jeff Burton. But right now, everybody on this end of pit road conceding that Jeff Burton is the man to beat. Jeff Burton up by eight seconds on Jeff Gordon, who continues to hang on to second spot over Mark Martin, about four or five car lengths of racetrack between those two drivers now as we work the green flag at lap 178 of 367. Coming up at lap 184, that'll be the halfway point of this Pepsi Southern 500. Gatorade, the official sports drink of NASCAR, will pass out $10,000 to the leading driver, and that comes up just a handful of laps from right now. And for the moment, it looks like Jeff Burton may well collect that money. But as we say many times, a lot of things can happen in this business. But for Burton, it has been an absolute flawless day. I don't think that car's missed a beat all day, has it? He Not pit stops or anything yeah. else? No, they've been they've been pretty tough all afternoon long. I talked with uh, crew chief Frank Stoddard this morning in the garage area, and basically he said to me, "We're going to be tough." He said, uh, "If we don't mess something up, we're going to be pretty tough all afternoon." And he thought, uh, assessing the condition of his driver as well, that Jeff would hang in there all afternoon long and do a good job for them. And so far, despite suffering from the flu earlier in the week, still being kind of beat up from a very nasty practice crash at New Hampshire a week ago Friday, Jeff Burton is just chugging right along now and continues to pour the steam out from that boiler underneath the hood of his Exide machine with an eight-second lead on the rest of the field and having lapped up to the seventh place car. Lap 180 is on the board now. Let's follow the uh, race for second still as we close in on halfway. Here come Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin off of turn four while leader Jeff Burton is already up in turns uh, one and two and continues to set a blistering pace around here. Let's pick up the race for second now as they head to the corner. Mark Martin beginning to lose a little bit of ground in that battle, Allen. He was up there within four or five car lengths for a while, but in the last several laps, he's losing more and more in real estate. Maybe ten car lengths between Gordon and Mark Martin now as they hit the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon in no immediate danger of losing the second spot. He's a little more comfortable now as he works his way back around this oval. Off of turn number four will come leader Jeff Burton across the start-finish line. Two laps from the midway point of the Pepsi Southern 500. He heads for turn one. Burton falls in line behind Terry Labonte, getting ready to lap that machine once again. Here he comes up off turn number two, flashing down this back straightaway. Here comes Jeff Burton onto the back stretch now. Starts to look to the inside of Terry Labonte's car. Instead, he goes toward the outside. In fact, he will just get in line and follow Labonte's car around the turn. He'll be about a lap and a half away from reaching the halfway point in the Pepsi Southern 500 here at Darlington as Jeff Burton brings it down to the line, riding behind Terry Labonte. If he looks ahead of Terry Labonte, there's a pack of about eight or nine cars up there. He's going to have to thread his way through here in a minute as he goes over to turn two. The number of those cars racing among themselves, so it will get kind of hairy for Burton as he begins to close in on that track. 
traffic, but now headed towards the halfway signal. Jeff Burton maybe enjoying a breather here of sorts this afternoon as he continues to follow behind Terry Labonte's car in turn number four. Jeff Burton about to see the cross flags from the starter stand. Jimmy Howell leans out over the racetrack and shows them to Burton as he comes to the stripe, completing the 250th mile of today's Pepsi Southern 500. And Burton takes the Gatorade front run reward today, $10,000 from Gatorade, the official sports drink of NASCAR. Set the whole field for you in just a couple of minutes. Right now, Jeff Burton well in command of this race, but still a very long way to go. Just past halfway in the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington, Jeff Burton is the man in the race right now. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. It's the 49th running of the Pepsi Southern 500 live on Motor Racing Network. I'm Alan Bestwick along with Barney Hall, Joe Moore, and Kurt Becker cover the corners for us today. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder are in the pit and garage areas. And the story of this afternoon has been one very dominating performance by the XI team and driver Jeff Burton. He has been out in front of this event from lap 20 to now lap 190 for all but about six laps under actual racing competition when Dale Jarrett led. He's also given up the lead for a handful of laps on green flag pit stops, but it's been a while since we've seen a performance this strong from anybody, Barney, here in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, as dominant as Burton has been thus far in this race. Now, we've seen him a couple of times this year when he got the car dialed in. He was really running away from the field. He's certainly doing it at Darlington this afternoon. Tell you how good he is running right now. Rusty Wallace is going to have to get it in gear here in just a moment because as Rusty goes into turn number three, less than a straightaway behind him right now as a leader as they go over into turn three. Here's Jeff Burton, the leader, working his way up into the banking of corner number three. As Rusty Wallace leaves turn four, here's Jeff Burton entering that corner. Let's check on the drivers running for the Winston Noble $5 million bonus today. Jeff Gordon is running second at the moment. Mark Martin is running third. Dale Earnhardt is running in sixth position. Mike Skinner got a lap down earlier in the event. He's back in 25th. Bobby Labonte just made a green flag pit stop, so he's back in 31st position and not having the best of days. And Ned Leary, the vice president of the Winston brand for R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, has joined us. And earlier this morning, he had the pleasure, along with uh, the folks uh, from the rest of Winston, like Andy Schindler, the president and chief executive officer, of making a new race fan a millionaire today. I bet that was exciting. Well, you know, uh, Alan, when we started this program, our goal was to build more excitement into NASCAR Winston Cup racing in recognition of the 50th, and just as importantly, to build more excitement in for the fans. And if you were down there watching today, I don't think you could uh, see more excitement in one individual's face than in that fellow that won that million-dollar bonus. He was 54-year-old Jim Chorman of Staten Island, New York, who was one of five finalists whose name was selected at random out of a little drawing setup that uh, Jeff Gordon uh, did the honors for. Of course, Gordon, the driver that won the first Noble 5 million back in Indianapolis at the Brickyard 400. And uh, been a lot of excitement building up to this point in the weekend. I know you've had the five finalists for that million as your guests all weekend. How were they down there on the stage? Well, uh, how they were this whole weekend, they were something to behold. More than one of them came up to me and said they, to be honest, didn't care whether they won the money or not, that this weekend was the highlight of their life, meeting the drivers, and everybody couldn't have been nicer to them. Uh, the only thing that can make this weekend better for Winston is to give another million away and then go to Talladega and make another fan a millionaire. And 
what we like to say is this brand puts its money where its mouth is, and that's no bull. And Ned, right now, you've got a pretty good chance of writing that check with Gordon and Martin running in second and third. We'll have to find out a little bit later on today, but congratulations on a, a wonderfully successful promotion. A lot of excitement here among the drivers and the fans as well, and look forward to more of it later in the year. Okie doke. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Barney. Hope to see you all soon. Thank you, Ned. Ned Leary, Vice President of the Winston brand here. Jim Chorman. A new millionaire in the Noble Five promotion. He won that million dollars earlier today here at Darlington. Well, I got a feeling uh, you and I talk for a living, but had we been down there and been one of those five, we'd have lost our voice today. <laughs> I would have. I know I would have. Uh, of course, you'd have probably been working alone this afternoon, Barn, if that had been the case. Yeah, if, if I'd have won the million, you'd be working alone. <laughs> right now, we work the green flag with a change of position on the racetrack as... Uh, Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield have been having a pretty good tussle for the fifth and sixth spots. Earnhardt right now running in fifth position. Mayfield back in sixth. Watching Rusty Wallace as he continues to stay on the lead lap about a half a straightaway in front of Jeff Burton. And why don't we set the field for you now just past the midway point let you know where everybody stands. Jeff Burton continues to lead. The blistering pace he has set all day has put an awful lot of good cars a lap behind. Jeff Gordon rides second. Mark Martin is third. Fourth right now is Dale Jarrett. Fifth is Dale Earnhardt. In sixth position is Jeremy Mayfield. Seventh is Rusty Wallace. And in eighth place right now is Kenny Schrader. Schrader is a lap down. Sterling Marlin is ninth. Tenth is Ernie Irvin. In the 11th position belongs to Ward Burton. Bill Elliott sits in there in 12th. Kenny Wallace hangs in there in 13th. Jeff Bodine, who had a great run going up in the top 10, has now dropped back to 14th after that stop a moment ago. Derek Cope is 15th. Steve Grissom is 16th. Wally Dolan back 17th. Jeff Green is 18th. Rich Bickle is 19th. John Andretti is 20th. 21st is Terry Labonte. Michael Waltrip, 22nd. Robert Presley's 23rd. Bobby Hamilton, 24th. Mike Skinner, make up your top 25. Then it'll be Bobby Labonte in 26th. Steve Park is 27th. Jerry Nadeau is 28th. Dennis Setzer, 29th. Kyle Petty is 30th. Kyle was just on pit road here a moment ago. Johnny Benson now 31st. Chad Little, 32nd. Kenny Irwin is 33rd. Ricky Rudd having a tough day here at Darlington. Ricky's made several unscheduled pit stops. He is 34th. Brett Bodine, 35th. Joe Nemechek, 36th. Jimmy Spencer, who spun out, is now slid all the way back to 37. Spencer bringing out the only caution flag we've had a little bit earlier in the day. Gary Bradbury, post 38th. Dick Trickle, 39th. Darrell Waltrip, 40th followed by Rick Mass, Kevin LePage, and Ted Musgrave back through the 43 cars that are here. And Musgrave is the only driver who is out of the event at this point as we have completed now 200 laps of 367 in the Pepsi Southern Five at Darlington Raceway where Jeff Burton continues to lead the Pepsi Southern 500. More green flag pit stops at lap 204. Here's Sterling Marlin, the eighth place car. Coming down pit road, Jimmy Spencer, Steve Grissom, Gary Bradbury, and Rick Mast have all just been in under the green flag. Let's cover the Sterling Marlin pit stop. It's pretty steady all day long. Old Sterling will change the right side tires, qualified up the top 10, and stepped in there all day long. They watch the windshield. They come around the left side. Second get of 76 fuel is going in with Jerry Swipes. So Sterling Marlin getting routine service here on lap 204. 205 now up on the scoreboard, and here comes Bobby Hamilton bringing the Kodak machine to pit road to his pit crew. He's had a tough day here also. They swarm over the wall, Winston Kelly. Right, the crew are going to work on the right side of the car. They've been fighting a loose condition all day long. Charlie Presley and the boys working on the right side. Now they're going to come around to the left side of the car. A little bit longer on the right side than they would have hoped for. So they come around. Bobby's pinched the car up a little bit closer to the wall, but they've got room to crank it up. Henry Benfield with a second can of 76 Racing Fuel in the stop. 
a good bit longer than they would have hoped. And now he pulls away. Just behind him, Derek Cope pulls the gum out Pontiac on the pit road. He's had a pretty solid run going today. Staying up there in the top 15. The crew working on the right side of the car, cranking in a round of wedge to try to loosen it up just a little bit, going around to the left side of the car. A four-tire stop there. One of the top five drivers, Jeff Gordon, makes his way down pit road. Gordon is in along with Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeremy Mayfield. So massive pit stops among those on the lead lap here, except Jeff Burton and Mark Martin at lap 207 to Jim Phillips. And the crew goes to work on the right side, changing the right side tires. They make a chassis just, but this time on Gordon's car. They make it with the ratchet. They haven't been making it all day. Jerry Mew stacked it up. The left side tires are going on. Dale Jerry screws on the right side of his car. He's down the way. 16.4 seconds. Here comes Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton's team, and Rusty Wallace down the pit lane. Right behind them is Mark Martin. All three of these boys coming to a stop. Here's Burton's crew going to work on the right side. Blakey Stoddard's front changing the right side tires. They clean the windshield, clean off the grill. They're going to make a chance at this at this time. One round of wedge on the Jeff Burton car. They swing around the left side, changing the left side tires. So Burton's crew gets the work done. He's down and he's away. Not only doing a great job on the racetrack, doing good pit work to get him in and out, puts him back onto the speedway, and now we're waiting for others to come onto pit road up in that lead pack of traffic here. A moment ago, Jeff Bonine has made his stop. Uh, Mayfield was just in, Rusty just in, Dale Jarrett in, Gordon, Mark Martin, and Burton's going to cycle around a little bit. Not going to change that much, though, in the front five or six. Be very close to see if Jeff Burton's able to hang on to the lead. He's on the backstretch, just coming up to speed as Jeff Gordon steams down the straightaway. Here's Jeff Burton working his way into the corner with Jeff Gordon, about 10 car lengths behind and charging up off turn four. And Burton comes up through the speed box in a hurry, and he will pull away from Jeff Gordon. Just about the interval that was there. Uh, a little bit earlier here when they, they these two were racing. Let's make it about 8 to 10 car lengths as they go back over to turn 2. Burton climbs the banking of turn number 1. Now with the safety of two flat cars between himself and Jeff Gordon. Machines of Jeff Green and Brett Bodine. Here's Jeff Burton coming off the end of the back stretch. Jeff Gordon, meanwhile, is working down to the inside of the entry to turn number 3. Moving around the inside of Brett Bodine. So Jeff Burton hangs on to the lead through green flag pit stops. In fact, even through the stop on pit road, nobody even led a lap because everybody else came in right behind him or just in front of him for pit stops of the cars on the lead lap, the seven of them at this point. So uh, Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, and Jeremy Mayfield, along with Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, and now Jeff Bodine will be on the tail end of the lead lap here as a result of the green flag stops a moment ago. So that is the uh, outlook now at the front of the pack as we have completed 210 laps with 157 to go. Later on in the season, we'll be heading back to Daytona for the rescheduled running of the Pepsi 400. And just the other day, NASCAR released the 1999 NASCAR Winston Cup Series schedule, which opens, as always, at Daytona. In February, with the Bud Shootout and the Daytona 500, John Graham, the president of Daytona International Speedway, has joined us. Plans are all uh, in the works and in order for our return to the beach, this time with much better conditions for both us and, and the local residents, I assume. Alan, we're looking forward to doing the Pepsi 400 under the lights on October 17th. I really want to express gratitude to the fans, both on behalf of Daytona International Speedway and the entire Daytona Beach community, for your outpouring of support during the wildfires we experienced. Letters, telephone calls, expressions of thoughts and prayers, we appreciate it very much, and we're looking forward to being with you on October 17th. 
Alan, I might mention that due to the excess demand we had for the Pepsi 400, we have been able to put in a few more seats with the postponement of the race. We've had time to get a few more seats in there. So we still have some of those extra tickets available. Fans can call 904-253-RACE and still purchase a ticket to the Pepsi 400. It was a total sellout until the postponement. Now we've had some time to get more seats in. I might also mention you talked about Speed Weeks. February of next soon. year, it's right yeah. around the corner. And we are constructing some new tower seats in Daytona, which are now on sale. We have some tower seats in the Winston Tower on the front stretch, which we're selling as a multiple-day package with hospitality. It's a great, great value. That's a different number than the ticket office. Fans can call and check on that by calling area 904-947-6475. Those are tower tickets, both in the Winston Tower, the best seat in motorsports, and on our super stretch. We also have new tower seats going in on the super stretch. Either way, there are tickets available for great seats for Speed Weeks in February, and that number again is 904-947-6475. Our ticket areas selling both the Pepsi 400 tickets and the uh, new Speed Week tickets. Our ticket office is open seven days a week. It's open today. It'll be open Labor Day. And uh, let me conclude by again saying thank you to the fans for your great support during the times we had in Central Florida this summer. And we're looking forward to seeing you in October and again in February. Well, I know having watched you try to operate during that very difficult time in July, your home was one of the ones that was being threatened. And I know it was a tough time for you personally as well as for the whole Speedway staff. But uh, my, com my commendable effort by the whole Speedway staff to pitch into the community effort there in Daytona in July and uh, as a former resident of the area certainly glad things are back to normal and everybody's getting back with it and looking forward to October and next February as well. Well we sure are and you're right the entire community pulled together and again we felt great support from race fans for which we're very grateful. All right John thanks for coming well, by. Well thanks for it. having we'll see me. see you in October. Okie doke. John Graham president of Daytona International Speedway a lot of construction going on down there from the sounds of it and Speed Weeks 99, not all that far away. And the next year's running of the Daytona 500, which I have the date here somewhere if I can find it, uh, February the 14th it will be for uh, this coming year. Look forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it always is. And uh, I hope John doesn't sell our seats down there. I think he might. <laughs> Better not. Better not, that's for sure. Jeff Gordon uh, continues to try and chase down Jeff Burton. But he's two seconds behind him with Mark Martin another second and a half back. We have right now reached 218 laps of 367 in this running of the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington. No matter what the project, I insist on two things, quality materials and quality hand tools. Hi, I'm Bob Vila. For me, that's Craftsman. If you're going to be a craftsman, then use the tools of Craftsman. These are the original guaranteed forever hand tools that Sears is famous for. The feel of a Craftsman wrench or the grip of a comfort-designed Craftsman screwdriver is without equal. They're hand tools that speak for themselves. No wonder in every toolbox, there's a Craftsman. This is Dale Earnhardt. You know, winning the Daytona 500 this year was the biggest win in my career. All you race fans can share the excitement by making a trip to Daytona USA. It's the official attraction of NASCAR right here at Daytona International Speedway. Come see my winning number three Goodwrench Service Plus Chevrolet on display now. Daytona USA, your ultimate motorsports attraction. Daytona USA is open daily and is located just outside the fourth turn of the world-famous Daytona International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. 
And then there were six on the lead lap as Jeff Burton is caught and passed Rusty Wallace to knock him out of the front running group. Now Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield, and Dale Earnhardt are the six drivers still in contention for the win in the Pepsi Southern 500. From Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Today's Pepsi Southern 500 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Ford F-Series. The best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough by Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Remington. Try Remington's 597 auto-loading 22 rifle. Highly accurate, ultra-reliable. By McDonald's. Check out the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive through By Kellogg's Raisin Bran. What to have first when you want to last. By Moog Chassis Parts. The only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By Craftsman Tools, the tools that last forever. By Wix Filters for NASCAR and your car. The only filter officially licensed by NASCAR. And by Exxon Superflow Motor Oil. Provides protection that's fast. Protection that lasts. Jeff Burton is putting on one of the most dominating performances of the 1998 NASCAR Winston Cup season. He has been the man throughout the Pepsi Southern 500, which has just completed 300 miles. Burton, one of only six drivers on the lead lap, he personally has overtaken most of the field to put them a lap down as he's been out in front for most of this event and setting just a blistering pace. It is Burton, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield, and Dale Earnhardt, the six drivers on the lead lap. Burton has three seconds on a pretty good race, four seconds between Gordon and Mark Martin. Martin was able to close on Gordon in lap traffic a couple of moments ago, but couldn't get around him. Now that they've cleared traffic, Gordon has gotten away again by a little bit. Yeah, he's pulled away about uh, seven or eight car lengths as they work their way back into turns one and two. We talked about uh, Jeff Burton being a little bit under the weather when he started this race today and maybe a little bit suffering from some flu symptoms. The thought was going through my head here. When he started this race, he was a little bit sick. I think he's well now and everybody else is sick. I think so. He's made the competition pretty ill thus far. Jim Phillips is down in the XI team's pit. Jim, has Jeff said anything at all about uh, how he feels at this point in the race now through 300 miles on a very warm afternoon? Let's climb up on the toolbox here. Frank Stoddard's flying out. He's timing right now. How's Jeff hanging out right now? How's he doing? He's doing a heck of a job today. You know, uh, he's been sick all week. and it, I mean, to run like he's running here today, it shows a lot of courage in that boy. We're proud of him. Uh, if we can just keep on doing it for another 120, 40 laps here, uh, maybe we'll be happy. Have you had to change the car much today? Yeah, we've been, we've been chasing the racetrack all day, back and forth, not like everybody. But this XI battery, too, you know, they've been digging hard here in the pits. Big, great pit stops all day. I hope we can continue. That's Frank Stoddard, crew chief for Jeff Burton. And he says, you know, everything's working out so far so good. Got to be a, a lot of good, really good race teams down there scratching their heads, say, how in the world can he be that good and we be that far off? Right now, he is just, uh, I mean, the lap times that Jeff Burton has been running are, no doubt have other people scratching their heads. He just continues to pound around this racetrack and uh, hold uh, an advantage that at one point was as high as eight seconds. Right now is three seconds, varying times in the race, and uh, he just continues to be very solidly out in front. You wonder how hard he really is pushing his car to hold that advantage because uh, he certainly is running strong but um, 
you know, he hasn't really had anybody up there to challenge him and push him that hard either. He's setting the kind of pace that he wants, and it has been obviously a fairly impressive one through uh, this point in the race. Well, he's passing everybody he catches. Doesn't seem to really have that much trouble. Joe Moore, I've noticed up in your end of the racetrack, if he, if he runs up on somebody coming into the corner before he comes off turn number two, he's already around them nine times out of ten. Seems like when he comes into turn one, Barney, I'm noticing he'll kind of size up the guy he's approaching and then wait to strike whenever it looks to be perfect. And the car, of course, handling as well as it is. I've noticed all afternoon from my position here at turn two, I can look right down to the cockpit of the drivers as they come off the corner, and many of them are fighting the steering wheel. They told us at the first of the broadcast the cars are slipping and sliding down here a lot. Well, in the case of Burton's car, I don't see any slipping or sliding. I don't see him sawing on the steering wheel. It's a very smooth move that he can make with that car. It just plants itself very well. And when he does have to make a move by somebody, he's patient in doing so. When he gets ready, the car does what he wants it to do. Right now, Burton out in front by 2.7 seconds as he has been slowed the last couple of laps working lap traffic, and Jeff Gordon has had some free racetrack ahead of him. Let's set the field for you now, just past 300 miles. Jeff Burton leads, Jeff Gordon second, Mark Martin third, Dale Jarrett fourth, Jeremy Mayfield fifth, and Dale Earnhardt sixth, the final car on the lead lap. One lap down in seventh is Rusty Wallace, Sterling Marlin in eighth, Ernie Irvin in ninth, and Ken Schrader in tenth, along with Ward Burton in the eleventh position. Two laps down, Kenny Wallace in 12th, Bill Elliott in 13th, Bobby Labonte in 14th, Derek Cope in 15th, Kenny Irwin in 16th, and Jeff Bodine in 17th. Three laps down, Rich Bickle in 18th, Steve Grissom in 19th, Kyle Petty in 20th, 21st Mike Skinner, Wally Dallenbach 22nd, Jeff Green 23rd, Terry Labonte 24th, Brett Bodine 25th, Robert Presley 26th, Michael Waltrip 27th, and John Andretti in 28th position. Running four laps down in 29th is Bobby Hamilton, Steve Park in 30th, Chad Little in 31st, Johnny Benson in 32nd, Jerry Nadeau in 33rd, Joni Macek in 34th, Ricky Rudd in 35th, and Dennis Setzer in 36th. Running five laps down, Jimmy Spencer in 37th, six laps down, Gary Bradbury in 38th, and Dick Trickle in 39th. Seven laps down, Rick Mast in 40th, and Darrell Waltrip in 41st. Kevin LePage is 24 laps down with an ignition problem on his car earlier in the race that caused a number of pit stops. And the only driver out of the event after 300 miles is Ted Musgrave, who dropped out at lap number 83. The only lap that you have to lead is the last one. Dale Jarrett on energy that lasts. The first race that I won, I actually crossed the start-finish line spinning. The guy that was running second hit me coming off of the last corner, and I just spun across before he did. Start your breakfast with hearty bran flakes and those two scoops from Kellogg's Raisin Bran. It helps give you energy to keep you going strong. Everybody can be ready to race at the beginning and in the middle of a race, but to be ready to race at the end, that's the ultimate goal. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, what to have first when you want to last. Hey, I can spot a tough case of athlete's foot from the 50-yard line, or my name isn't Madden. You know what I mean. First you get that itching, then the cracking, and listen to this, even burning. Now that's when you want a medicine that acts tough. That's this. Boom. Tough actin' tenactin. Clinically proven tenactin cures even the tough cases of athlete's foot. No wonder it's recommended by pharmacists. Got a tough case of athlete's foot? Get this. Tough actin' tenactin. Use only as directed. 236 on the board, 131 to go in the Pepsi Southern 500. Jeff Burton is the leader from Darlington Raceway. This is MRN Radio.
Darlington Raceway in the 49th running of the Pepsi Southern 500 on Motor Racing Network. Jeff Burton is dominating. He continues to just knock him off as he gets to him. Moving around now, the uh, cars of uh, Ken Schrader and Rich Bickle as he continues to lap cars uh, all the way around this mile and a third speedway. 3.1 seconds back to Jeff Gordon in second. Mark Martin has fallen now seven seconds behind in third. He's fallen a pretty good bit off of Gordon's back bumper. Uh, behind Mark, you will run almost a straightaway before you get back to fourth place, Dale Jarrett. And Jarrett has a similar distance. On fifth place, Jeremy Mayfield, who's another straightaway behind. Then Dale Earnhardt is 23 seconds behind the race leader. In fact, Earnhardt's going to get overtaken by Jeff Burton in the next couple of laps around if he doesn't get a caution or find some sort of speed in that car. Uh, Earnhardt and Burton head for turn three. Earnhardt has about 10 car lengths on Burton right now, complicating the matter. A couple of slower cars, including Kenny Irwin, just in front of race leader Jeff Burton. Irwin washed wide in turn four. His car just did tag the outside wall, but he continued on away. Yeah, he put a mark on it. He scrubbed the car pretty good. You can see it on the right rear quarter panel as he goes back down to Joe Moore in turn two. Goes way up against the outside retaining wall, nearly tags the outside wall, Irwin does, but pulls it back down just in front of Rich Bickle. Bickle has to get on the brakes now as he falls in line behind him. Here comes the race leader, Jeff Burton, off the end of the backstretch, closing in closer now behind Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt sliding way wide up in turn number three. And uh, Kevin LePage will run up underneath Earnhardt. LePage with fresh tires just off pit road a couple of laps ago. Here comes Jeff Burton up on the back of the sixth place driver into turn one. Burton falls in behind him, closes in within three car links. Now within two car links. Earnhardt now held up by the Kevin LePage car. Burton is there waiting to strike off turn two. Here's Jeff Burton climbs up to the high side of the back stretch. Gets up within a couple of feet of the outside wall. Then angles back toward the left. He's still caught up behind Earnhardt. Caution is on the speedway. And debris, I believe, they've spotted something on the racetrack. Looks like over in turn number two is the report that uh, we're getting from NASCAR. Something has been spotted on the racetrack, so the caution flag to wave. Mark that one down for Dale Earnhardt, just as he's about to get overtaken by Jeff Burton and put a lap down. Earnhardt gets the yellow flag for debris and stays on the lead lap. One of only a half dozen drivers who will come down pit road here momentarily. Going to get a report from Mark Martin's pit shortly. Saw the crew down there messing with some, looked like uh, some spark plug wires, pieces of an ignition system, that kind of thing. It was a little tough to see through the binoculars, but Jim Phillips is on the way there to get us an update on that. Pit stops and a follow-up there when we come back. Not long ago, Chicago built an airport called O'Hare. And from that one place, you could go almost anywhere. At First Union, we thought there should be such a place for your money. Introducing the Cap Account. One account where all your assets are gathered. And from that one place, you can get the advice you need to help them grow. For more information, call 1-800-593-9757. Brokered services offered through First Union Brokered Services Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer member NASD and separate non-bank affiliate First Union Corporation. Bobby Labonte is driving this car at 55 miles an hour, and we want to see if he can tell whether or not the engine has Wix filters. Well, Bobby? Definitely. Wix filters in this car. How can you be so sure, Bobby? When you've been racing with Wix filters as long as I have, you can just feel the performance. Yeah, but are you really sure? Oh, no, I'm sure. Are you positive? Do you want me to pull this car right now? If I have to stop this no, no, car... No, no, I, I believe you. Wix filters for NASCAR and your car. Friday, Bud Pole qualifying from the Richmond International Raceway. Here are all the results of time trials for the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on MRN Radio. 
Pit stops under the caution flag to Jim Phillips. The leader, Jeff Burton, is there. They're changing left side tires. Jeff Gordon is there. They're changing left side tires on his car. Down and away is Burton. 17 seconds. It's going to be a drag race off the pit lane. Burton's going to be the out. Dale Jarrett is in. Mark Martin is in. Jarrett's going to be the last one on this end off the pit lane. Now to Winston Kelly. Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield, the two cars on the lead lap on this end of pit road. A chassis adjustment and a track bar adjustment. They put a round of wedge in Jeremy Mayfield's car. Three rounds on the track bar. Dale Earnhardt in. He had a round of wedge on the left side of the car and four tires. Tell you what, those crews got to work out that time to, and, to get outstanding pit work to get them back onto the speedway. But it looks like that Jeff Burton will get back onto the racetrack first. Coming right out behind him was Jeff Gordon, followed by Mark Martin. Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield, and... Correct me on the Dale Earnhardt deal. That would be Dale Jarrett, and then Earnhardt was the last one to get off the pit road. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Darlington under the caution flag for the second time in the Pepsi Southern 500. We mentioned before we went to the break and had all the pit stops that uh, we saw some movement in Mark Martin's pit with some uh, possible ignition system pieces. Now Mark has come in for a second stop under this caution flag, and the hood went up on the Valvoline machine. Jim Phillips, what's going on? They checked the plug wires to make sure they were all attached. They were, but when the car left the pit uh, area, Alan, it, it sounded flat. It, it does not sound like that it's running on all eight cylinders. And uh, Jimmy Fenning has got to make a decision here on what they're going to do. Him and Jack Roush is uh, looking over the situation right now. And they're, they don't uh, think they can change the plug wires in time to get him back out without losing a lap. So that's the story right here in Mark Martin's pit. He's definitely down. It sounds like a cylinder as he left the pit lane. Now, earlier in the race, Kevin LePage, Mark Martin's teammate, had an ignition problem of some sort. They went through a series of stops to try and chase down that problem. So now here's Mark with some sort of an ailment under the hood here at this point in the race. And I'm sure Jeff Burton's team is looking at that and saying, boy, please stay away from us as strong as they've been all race long. Yeah, they certainly don't need that kind of problem right now, but, but uh, we'll keep tabs on Jim Phillips down there. Jim, if you hear anything else, that's exactly what it is. So we'll check with you from time to time and find out what Mark's situation is. He's got an awful lot at stake here today. Yeah, Mark, of course, second in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standing, 67 points behind Jeff Gordon. If there's a positive to be seen in all of this, first of all, he got the caution to check it out. Second, there are only six cars on the lead lap, so as long as they can keep him on the lead lap uh, making pit stops, He'll only restart sixth in line. So that is good news there for Mark Martin at uh, this point in the race. While we're under the caution flag, Rick Humphrey from Talladega Super Speedway has stepped into the booth, got the Winston 500 coming up middle of October at Talladega, and I guess uh, we'll have another shot at a million dollars to go out then during the, the uh, Winston 500, Rick. Yeah, we sure will, Alan. We're, uh, everyone at Talladega's got their eye on this race today because the top five finishers will come to Talladega with the opportunity to win a million dollars through R.J. Reynolds' No Bull 5 million dollar program uh we still have some tickets remaining for the winston 500 which is scheduled for october the 11th uh, so folks who wishing to come to talladega we still have some seats remaining that phone number is 256-362-RACE that's uh, 362-7223 area code 256 new area code there for that part of the state of alabama so uh, make note of that as you try and dial the talladega super speedway another white knuckle weekend coming up now the the response to moving the race to october I mean, seems to me like it's been fantastic. Yeah, it has been wonderful. Uh, we were fortunate enough to run in October last uh, last season, and it was the first time in the history of Talladega Super Speedway that we've had a sellout for both events. So uh, we're looking forward to another big crowd. We had a 
very successful event in April and looking forward to another exciting weekend uh, for the Winston 500 coming up in October. Uh, new construction, new seats have been built at Talladega. If you've never seen a race there, it's spectacular. Uh, take my word for that. And I uh, look forward to seeing you in just uh, <laughs> what will be a few weeks now. It's coming fast. Rick, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having us, Al. Rick Humphrey from Talladega Super Speedway, the Winston 500 at the world's fastest speedway coming up uh, early in the month of October. Look forward to that as uh, really we'll set up a very interesting juncture in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship rundown, Barney, with Daytona and Talladega now in back-to-back -back weeks. A lot of things could change in the championship standings there. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, really working to get the cars, the restrictor plate racing cars, ready to go two races in a row. And as you said, they, they, they don't race any place in the world that kind of gives you the feeling it does when you watch them run at Talladega and Daytona. This caution is going to last for a few more laps. They have brought the big jet blowers out to try and blow some of the... Um, rubber and debris and uh, oil dry and things that gather at the bottom side of the uh, racetrack here and here comes Mark Martin back onto pit road for uh, another visit let's go back downstairs well, Kenny, Mark Martin's coming out pit road Alan uh, Ken Schrader we talked about having problems with his power steering pump so they replaced the pump and put some more power steering fluid in we also talked about the problems with Kevin LePage, they eventually changed the carburetor on that car, and it's running a lot better. But Mark Martin is now back on pit road in front of Jim Phillips. And they're changing a plug. They're going to try to change a plug on the left side of the engine compartment right now. And behind him, a driver change is taking place. Mike Skinner is going to get out, and they're going to have a relief driver in that pit area. But Martin has got the engine shut off in his pit. They want to change one plug to see if it will make a difference. Skinner is sitting on the pit lane right now. And also back in is Kenny Schrader as they continue to work on his car and try to cure the problem. I tell you, it's a hot day here at Darlington, and if you started this race kind of feeling a little bit under the weather, uh, it was really going to work on you physically here this afternoon. And would not be surprised if uh, we have... Uh, well, I don't think we've seen the last relief driver that we'll see before this afternoon's over, though the big issue is... Nobody's fallen out of the race. There isn't anybody to go get to relief drive here. Ted Musgrave's car, the only one that's retired from the event. Let's go back to pit road. And Morgan Shepard is getting in the Lowe's Chevrolet of uh, uh, Mike Skinner. So it's going to be Morgan Shepard uh, driving uh, the, the Lowe's Chevrolet. He has uh, had a relief driver uh, earlier this year. Mike is sitting on the pit lane. We'll step in and see if we can get a word with him. Mike, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I just... Uh... Got a little car, I knocked the side off that thing. I think I got some carbon monoxide or something in the thing. I, uh, I probably could have made it bad as we was running. It wasn't worth taking a chance. I need to get back healthy. Yes, he does. So Mike Skinner steps out. Morgan Shepard steps in the low Chevrolet. And a wise move by Mike Skinner. He's talking about he's had his uh, share of accidents this season and been on the mend all year long, about to get back to 80 to 90 percent. And he, he wants to get back to 100 percent. And, Alan, while we're under this caution, still got a little time before they go back to green, we'd like to take a moment and say hello to Howard Ring up in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a longtime crew member of the 76 guys at the gas pumps who fill these cars, uh, tracks all around the country. Uh, he's had some problems with cancer. We understand he's doing fairly well, and all his friends down here wanted us to wish him well up there in Charlotte. Also, James Luter, longtime uh, award-winning, I guess you'd call it, machinist of the Robert Yates team. The Texaco Havilland Ford, understand, is in the hospital, and uh, uh, the folks on the Robert Yates team thinking of him this morning here at Darlington, wishing he was here uh, at the Southern 500 as well. So we'll say hello to uh, James Luter as well. Uh, on the mend up in Charlotte. While the caution goes on for a couple of more laps, let's uh, take our NASCAR 50th anniversary flashback here. We don't flash back very far. 
just a year ago when a million-dollar bonus was won here in the Southern 500. Our NASCAR Classic finish sponsored by Parts Plus Auto Parts Stores and Car Care Centers. Not just parts, Parts Plus. August 31st, 1997, two of NASCAR Racing's top young stars go for the win in the Mountain Dew Southern 500 at Darlington. Two car lengths separate Jeff Gordon right now and Jeff Burton. They come down for the white flag, this time by one more lap around. Burton goes to the inside. They touch, they bump, they hit for turn number one, trading sheet metal. Sparks fly side by side coming into the corner, but Gordon drives in faster. He still hangs on to the top spot, but Burton is there off turn two. Now for the final time off turn two, can Jeff Burton do anything with Jeff Gordon coming back into turn three? Jeff Gordon down to the inside, heading for $1 million off turn four. Gordon slides wide in the corner. Here's Burton going to make one final run off the corner. Burton looks down to the inside. He'll not be able to do it. Jeff Gordon holds off a last lap charge by Jeff Burton and wins the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And Jeff Gordon wins the Winston Million. Our NASCAR 50th anniversary flashback. Just going back one year ago to 1997 when the Winston Million was won here at Darlington for the second time by Jeff Gordon. The other time was Bill Elliott back in 1985. Parts Plus brings you our NASCAR Classic finish today. Proud to be an associate sponsor of Exide Racing and Jeff Burton's team. Parts Plus offering many of NASCAR's officially licensed products. Not something you can get at just any parts store. Stop by your local Parts Plus auto parts store or car care center. Not just parts. Parts Plus. More pit stops for Mark Martin under the caution flag. Ken Schrader's been in several times. Kenny Wallace as well. An update on those stories and the restart when we come back to Darlington. They have just uh, shut down the big jet blowers. Going to take them back off the racetrack and we'll be just a little bit away from the restart here in the Pepsi Southern 500. Let's follow up on the Mark Martin story. A number of pit stops under this caution flag with the hood up on the Valvoline machine. Jim Phillips, what's going on? Let's find out from Jack Rouse. Jack, you've made several pit stops here. What was Mark's problem and did you get it fixed? Well, it's dropped a cylinder for a reason we don't understand. Uh, we've checked the easy things on the outside and it... Uh, it's dropped a cylinder for some reason inside the engine. We don't know what's wrong, but uh, it's not smoking. It's not making any noise. It, uh, all the vitals are, are okay, so uh, he says he can do a pretty good job on seven cylinders. We'll see what we can do here. Did this happen happen a few laps ago? About lap 200. Well, that's Jack Roush, car owner uh, for Mark Martin. They are down one cylinder, but uh, one thing for him in his favor, there's only like six, uh, seven cars on the uh, lead lap today. Actually, there are only six, and Mark is the last one of those, so uh, he's not going to lose that much, as Alan pointed out a moment ago, if they can keep the car running and finish. And I guess if you've got to be down a cylinder any place, this is not a bad track because the drivers worry about being able to use what horsepower they have here, spinning the tires up off the corner, the grip problem that uh, has been discussed so much throughout the weekend here at Darlington. Maybe it won't hurt him that badly, although it is certainly going to take him out of any chance, I would think, to win the race. Uh, if he's down a cylinder here with this much time to go. One to go, the signal now. Go back racing next time by. Been several pit stops on the back stretch under this caution flag. Let's go to Marty Snyder for an update there. Well, well, Kenny Wallace started 39th, but he was running 12th when this caution flag came out. He's made three pit stops here because the engine has started to overheat. It's a tough break for those guys because they had such a great run going, and this is Newt Moore, his crew chief's his last race with the 81 team, so they really wanted to have a good run for Newt in his last race, but it does not appear that Kenny Wallace will finish in the top 10 today. Kenny Wallace, as a result of the uh, visits to Pitt Road that he has made, is right now in 14th position. He is one of uh, 
about a half dozen cars that are one lap down to the race leader. Hey, enter North Carolina Speedway's fantastic sweepstakes. Uh, the folks at The Rock and MRN Radio giving away a grand prize that includes two tickets to the AC Delco 200 October 31st, two tickets to the AC Delco 400 November 1st, plus hospitality, a tour of the NASCAR garage, and lodging provided by the Pinehurst Resort and Country Club, host of the 1999 U.S. Open. To enter, do one of two things. Call 910-582-2861 and order an AC Delco 400 ticket through September 30th, or put your name, address, and phone number on a postcard. Send it to North Carolina Speedway's Fantastic Sweepstakes, Box 500, Rockingham, North Carolina, 28380. Coming down out of turn number four, 113 laps to go, about to go back underneath the green flag. It is in the air as they race off toward turn number one. Jeff Burton up through the gearbox. Right behind him comes Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield, and as they work their way off into the corner, Burton is gone like a jackrabbit. And Gordon's going to lose the position. Bill Elliott came by. He was one of the lap cars. Opened the inside lane. Dale Jarrett made the move right behind him. And Jarrett takes over second. It's further back of the field, Derek Cope gets punted and spun around on the restart. Jeff Burton leads the field back off of turn number four. We stay under the green flag as up underneath Jeff Burton. Off of turn four comes Bobby Hamilton trying to get himself a lap back. Hamilton now works up to the inside of Burton, but Burton's going to hold him off into turn one. Burton climbs the banking of turn number one. Bobby Hamilton sits behind him. Then Bill Elliott, those two cars, not on the lead lap. Then comes Dale Jarrett. He rides in second. Gordon in third, and Jeremy Mayfield in fourth. Everyone stays single file this time off the end of the backstretch. No one steps out of line as the leader heads back off the corner. Well, it's very apparent as quickly as the green flag went back out that Jeff Burton didn't lose anything riding around here under caution for a little while and making that pit stop a moment ago. He is already pulling away. This time, Bill Elliott's the lap car down to the inside. As they sweep back off into turn number one, Dale Jarrett trying to close in on the leader. Jarrett makes the move by Bill Elliott. Now third place, Jeff Gordon falls in line behind Elliott, trying to clear himself of the lap traffic. Here comes the leader back up into turn number three. It is Jeff Burton. Nothing but open racetrack ahead of him. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon gets around the car of Bill Elliott. Now it is uh, Elliott between Gordon and Jeremy Mayfield, who is next in line. Then the lap car of Sterling Marlin. Then Dale Earnhardt, the fifth-place machine, followed by about four or five more lap cars before you get back to Mark Martin. Charging hard up into the banking of turn number one. Mark Martin trying to catch up with the rest of the front five, working his way right behind the lap car of Bobby Labonte. Also several other lap machines instead of Mark Martin as he exits turn two. Here comes the challenge for second shaping up. Dale Jarrett has the position. Now Jeff Gordon is trying to take it away. Jeff Gordon closed in on him a bunch going off into turn number three. Tightened up a little bit more out of four. He is within a half a car length of getting around him. But again, the lap traffic directly ahead of both those cars, holding him up just a little bit as they go back to turn three. That is Bobby Hamilton sitting directly in front of Dale Jarrett. And Jarrett's got to find a way to get by him because Gordon's all over him. Gordon goes to the inside to try to pass. Gordon's going to use the slower car. Bobby Hamilton, to his advantage, going to try to trap Jarrett. Behind the car, coming into turn number three, Gordon completes the pass. He's up to second. And now Jared may lose third. Jeremy Mayfield is right with him now off turn number four, right up on the back bumper as they come across the start-finish line. Doesn't look like Jarrett's getting through turn two as well as earlier in the race. Let's see if Mayfield can get him there. Mayfield now falls in line behind him, about two car lengths behind him for now. Also, Dale Earnhardt began to close in from his spot back in fifth. Single file, they're off turn two. Well, all this is going on from second, third, and fourth on back. 
Race leader Jeff Burton starting to do what he has done all afternoon, break away from the pack. And a couple of times we have seen Dale Jarrett's car get up a little bit higher in the corner than he wanted to, but every time they've made a pit stop, they've been able to correct it, and he was about as quick as anything out there. He may be going through that segment of the race right now where the car is not quite to his liking again. Jeff Gordon will now move around a little bit, get closer to the leader off two. Gordon makes the move underneath Bobby Hamilton. Now Hamilton separates Gordon from the third and fourth place cars on the back straightaway. It is still Dale Jarrett in third. Jeremy Mayfield right behind him in the fourth spot, working out of turn number four. And just a few laps after the restart here, handful anyway, Jeff Burton has opened up a 1.3 second lead on Jeff Gordon now. Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield pretty much nose to tail with a lap car mixed in. Single file coming up into the high side of the banking in turn number one. Jeff Gordon doing all he can to track down Jeff Burton. Still close from third on back. Dale Jarrett, Jeremy Mayfield and Dale Earnhardt. That's the three-way battle for the third spot. Dale Jarrett, the man at the head of that line of traffic as everyone races off the corner. And very apparent looking at Mark Martin's car working its way around the racetrack. He is way back behind the leaders, almost a straightaway behind. He is still on the lead lap, but very obvious that they are nowhere near uh, running on seven cylinders there, able to get back up there and challenge for anything other than maybe a sixth place finish at this juncture of the race. The leader's back in turn two. Picking up the third place battle once again. Dale Jarrett has it. Mayfield all over him and Earnhardt trying to get by Jeremy Mayfield. Dale Jarrett has had his own hands full trying to get around the lap car of Bobby Hamilton. Finally Hamilton now scoots down out of line. Jarrett gets by. Mayfield now is trapped behind lap traffic. So Mayfield will follow the Kodak machine off of turn number four and down to the start finish line. Now he'll Breathe it down to the inside and take a look up underneath Hamilton. 104 to go. Follows the tire tracks of Bobby Hamilton back into turn number one as he does. Dale Earnhardt sizes him up, pins him behind Hamilton. Earnhardt flashes to the inside and completes the pass in turn two. Earnhardt finding new life now as he moves up into the fourth position. He's got ten more car lengths before he'll chase down Dale Jarrett for third. Earnhardt's had a good car all day long. It was obvious in the early going when they dropped the green and he started knocking them off one by one. He's faded back a couple of times, but it's been fairly solid all day long. And as we get down toward the final 100 laps in this race, Dale seems to be getting a little bit stronger. 264 on the scoreboard from the Darlington Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Top five cars now all spread by about a second to a second and a half apiece here. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeremy Mayfield with Mark Martin 12 seconds behind the leader, eight seconds behind Mayfield in sixth position down one cylinder. He did that about 67 laps to go. Got 100 laps left in the race now. If you are just joining us, this has been Jeff Burton's day thus far all afternoon long. He moved up from 12th starting spot to take the lead for the first time at lap 20. And aside of exchanges of pit stops and a brief period after a set of caution flag stops where Dale Jarrett got out ahead of him and led for half a dozen laps, Burton has been out in front for this entire race by as much at one point as eight seconds. He set such a torrid pace, he lapped all the way up through the uh, 10th place driver at 200 miles and up to the 6th place driver at 300 miles. We are approaching the 400-mile mark of this event now. Jeff Burton, despite feeling flu symptoms throughout the week this week, despite being somewhat beat up and sore still from a hard practice crash suffered at New Hampshire a week ago Friday, has been doing a marvelous job behind the wheel, and his crew has been doing a great job on pit road adjusting their car to changing track conditions throughout the race. Jeff Burton has been the dominant man in today's Pepsi Southern 500. Only one car out of the race thus far. Ted Musgrave went out at lap 83 with an engine problem. 
Uh, two caution flags in the race. Jimmy Spencer spun in turn four at lap 81. Didn't hit anything or anyone and continued on. Lap 243, debris off turn two after a car scraped the outside wall. And those are the only two yellow flags in what has been a very clean race to this point. Drivers who've spent at least a lap out in front. Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, and for most of them, Jeff Burton. And that's the way things stand now as we close in on the 400-mile mark. This mid-race update brought to you by Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Want to know what Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett have in common? It's Chase Authentics Casual Wear, the trackside apparel that the drivers wear. Get in the chase at trackside, department stores, and NASCAR specialty stores. Well, one of the best races on the speedway would be for seventh position right now. Sterling Marlin has it. Just about a half a car length behind him rides Rusty Wallace and Ernie Irvin. They are all three scrambling for that spot as they work in the front straightaway now and head back off to turn number one. In fact, Ernie Irvin is working on Rusty Wallace down in turn one. Matter of fact, Irvin makes the pass, diving to the inside of the racetrack, gets by Rusty. Here's Rusty coming back, wanting to retake the position. He's hooked up down the the inside of the track, but can't quite pull even with Rusty. That's the battle for the eighth spot, coming back down the back straightaway now. Ernie Irvin in front of Rusty Wallace, so Irvin rides along in eighth, and Wallace is ninth for the moment. Those three drivers, Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and Ernie Irvin are the only drivers one lap down. Meantime, the race for the leads closing up in turn one. Jeff Gordon has shut down that distance that Jeff Burton had built up. He's within three car lengths and closing in even more exiting turn two. It is a Ford Chevy battle for the lead. One of the first times all day that Jeff Burton has had a challenge on the front end. It is Jeff Gordon right behind his rear deck lid. And if Jeff got it hooked up, and he has, I don't think Jeff Burton's going to go down easy here. They come off the corner side by side. They don't touch. They are door to door. That would have been a photo finish had it been the last lap, and Gordon's going to grab the lead in one. Gordon slings it around to the inside of the racetrack, picks off the top position. Burton hooks up on his rear deck, just follows him as they come back into turn two and hit the back straightaway. Top two working the back stretch, although this time it is Gordon Chevrolet out in front. Burton's Ford now relegated to the second spot for one of the first times all afternoon. Kind of looked somewhat easy for Gordon to run down Burton and get by him. Wonder if maybe Burton's car is developing any kind of a problem. We'll follow up shortly. First, I think Jim Phillips is in the Jeff Gordon pit where they have been behind all day, Jeff Burton, and now suddenly, for the first time all race, nearly 400 miles in, Jim, find themselves out in front. Let's see what Ray's got to say. You've been chasing all day, and now you've got the lead. How about it? Well, we've just been working on it a little bit. Uh, you know, and the track comes up a little bit. Right now, it's pretty hot. We're just going to have to wait and see if we can hold on. That's Ray Everham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon. Jeff came in the last last time. He said, we're still just a little bit loose, Ray. So they've tightened him up to what he needs to be right now, and they've got the lead. Looks awfully good for the moment as he sweeps back into turns one and two. And for the moment, Jeff Burton settles for what, Joe Moore, a couple of car lengths behind? Maybe two car lengths behind him. And over the last few laps, since Gordon took the top spot, Barney, he really hasn't lost that much ground. So he's keeping up with him. It's just a matter of Gordon being in front now. Uh, field works off of turn number four now with just a car length or two between the top two drivers, Gordon and Burton, farther behind. Those three drivers one lap down, continuing to stage a pretty terrific race between them. Sterling Marlin, Ernie Irvin, and Rusty Wallace as they race for the seventh, eighth, and ninth positions off of turn four, down across the start-finish line. Bobby Hamilton's lap car in between right now, Marlin and Irvin. Ernie Irvin going to work on Bobby Hamilton, trying to do something with him. Meanwhile, he looks back, and Rusty Wallace is there. All those cars 
stay in line, single file, this time as they exit turn two. Close call last time by for Sterling Marlin, who runs in seventh position. Got a little close to Bill Elliott up in turn number three. They almost made contact, but both continued on away without incident. You've got uh, all the numbers over there on these pit stops. We're looking at one more pit stop or two? Uh, let's stop and calculate that out for just a minute, Barney. It should be one more, though, if the race were to stay green. They all pitted at lap 244. 70 laps on top of that would be 314. Another 70 laps on top of that would put us past the 367. So it should be one more pit stop uh, for the rest of the afternoon here if we don't see more cautions. We see a yellow, though. Everybody's going to be on pit road looking for fresh uh, tires. We're going to follow up in Jeff Burton's pit in just a moment. First, though, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Live coverage of the 49th Pepsi Southern 500 from Darlington, South Carolina on Motor Racing Network. I'm Alan Bestwick along with Barney Hall, Joe Moore, and Kurt Becker in the corners today. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder in the pit and garage areas. Jeff Burton has dominated most all of the first 400 miles of this event, but finds himself in second place now. Jeff Gordon has just gone by him about six laps ago, and Gordon leads for the first time all day. And he looks awfully strong as he works his way down the back straightaway and comes through three and four. He's doing what Jeff Burton did earlier in the afternoon here, and that's when he catches a car. He's just able to drive inside, outside, whatever he needs to do to move on around it. At the start-finish line, he's about to go around Wally Dolan back to put Wally another lap down in the Budweiser machine. Jeff Burton isn't losing that much, Joe Moore. For the moment, I think he's just content to say, you know, I don't know what happened, but I want to hang on to the leader for the minute. And it's not letting it get too far away. They all clear the lap traffic now, hit the back straight away. Maybe five car lengths between Gordon and Burton. Here's Jeff Gordon off the end of the back stretch. Still has that same advantage over Jeff Burton's car, but Burton not letting him get too far away with the lead. The 86 to go when they come to the strike this time. Jim Phillips, what's the word down to the Exide team's pit? tight right now out of right in the middle of the turn then when he makes the turn it's loose off so one of those old stories here at Darlington tight in the middle turn the wheel loose off so he's going to ride behind Gordon a while right now let's talk about matching up sets of tires Barney teams will every now and then put a set of tires on their car that they'll call a bad set of tires they just don't match up with what their car wants out of the racetrack at that point in the day and it seems like throughout the course of a long afternoon in a NASCAR Winston Cup race, that'll happen at least one point during the day. The trick is to have it happen at the best time for you where race circumstances are concerned. And maybe this is Jeff Burton's run. He's been so strong all day. Maybe this is his one down segment of the race. And if they get the, that one more pit stop and uh, bolt on another set of tires, then uh, they'll get it, uh, get it a little bit better the next time. They've got a good shot at doing exactly that. Now, for the last two hours here at Darlington, we had an overcast kind of move in when they first started the race for the first hour. So it was kind of cloud cover and then it would go away and the sun would pop out but for the last couple of hours it has been very consistent weather conditions meaning the sun's been out it's been up in the 90 degree mark this racetrack is very hot and slick and everybody knows it's pretty much going to stay that way until the checkered flag comes out so they've been doing a lot of adjusting on the cars let's go to the pits guys brett bodine has pulled in behind the backstretch pit wall the problem is a hole in his old radiator which is now 
out of the paychecks Ford. They're putting in a new radiator. They've only been back here for a couple of laps, so some fast work for the paychecks team. The new radiator almost in, new water in, cold water in for Brett, Brett Bodine's car. He'll be back out on the racetrack in a few moments. Unfortunately for Brett, with only one car being out of the race and only one other really having any kind of significant uh, problem that caused him to make a number of pit stops, that being Kevin LePage with an ignition problem earlier, Brett's falling through the standings rapidly. He's already back to 41st position, even though he's only been on pit road for uh, that handful of laps that Marty Snyder just described. 83 to go now. Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton are the top two in the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington. At Darlington Raceway, three car lengths separate leader Jeff Gordon from second place Jeff Burton. Another 10 or 12 car lengths separate Burton from third place Dale Jarrett. Then it's about 20, 25 or so uh, car lengths, that is, back to Dale Earnhardt, who is running in fourth. And a similar distance from Earnhardt back to Jeremy Mayfield in fifth. Right now, the leaders all in some pretty heavy lap traffic as they come to the start-finish line. 77 laps to go. Let's follow Jeff Gordon into turn one. Gordon has to start picking his way through the traffic. First comes up along the uh, car of Dick Trickle. Trickle moves over, gives him plenty of racing room to the inside. Gordon completes that pass. Now Jeff Burton pulls up behind Trickle on the back stretch. Here's Burton going to the outside of Trickle's machine, trying to find a way around him. He does. He completes the pass and again sets off after the race leader, Jeff Gordon. They really haven't had that much trouble working lap traffic here today at Darlington. The field strung out, and the guys have been about as courteous today as I've seen them in a long time at this racetrack. Normally when you come here, they don't give you anything, but today, if you're a lap or so down and the leader has come up, they give you a little racing room, and uh, they, they feel like that favor will be returned somewhere down the road. 291 laps are complete in the Pepsi Southern 500. The interval now... Pretty much the same as it's been between first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Mark Martin's continuing to lose a little ground. He is down a cylinder or so. He may end up going a lap down. He's the last car on the lead lap for the moment, and he may end up going a lap down before it is all over. Mark is now 26 seconds behind leader Jeff Gordon. 32, 33 seconds would make up a race lap pace here uh, at the moment. So Mark, uh, about a quarter of a lap from being overtaken by Jeff Gordon and uh, put one lap down. Looking a little deeper into the field, the race among the three cars that are one lap down, still a pretty good one. Ernie Irvin, Sterling Marlin, and Rusty Wallace all still right there together on the speedway. They're in turn two. Joe, it's been pretty entertaining there. Yeah, it's been pretty good uh, all afternoon when they come up on uh, slower traffic, the way they pick their lanes to get by. But for now, those positions remain stable. And they're moving into corner number three once again with Ernie Irvin at the head of that line of traffic as they work back towards start finish. I think they're right now just kind of riding it out until that last round of pit stops will be coming up here a little bit later this afternoon with 293 laps on the board. Had a chance to, uh, it's always interesting to stand in the garage in there and talk to the guys that came here for that first race way back in 1950 and have been coming here over the years. Bud Moore, Smokey Eunuch here this weekend. Judy Donlevy, who still owns Dick Trickle's car, very active. I didn't realize that Judy was here in 1950 for that first Southern 500. It, that's been a long time ago, and, and Judy even remembers a little bit about it, what make a car and everything he had. 49 Oldsmobile. We went to the wrecking yard, and it was a flip job, and we bought it. And back then, that's what I used to do is uh, rebuild wrecked automobile. We jacked it all out, got it ready, and came down here and practiced, went back home, came back down. And, and it was a real, it was a real moment, really, for all of us to be down here on a track as big as this because nothing that we'd ever been involved with was even close to what this was. 
Judy said that uh, he just couldn't believe when they came in here and saw how big the racetrack was. Now, we were talking about tires and how the guys match them up and whatever. Right. I laughed when Judy said back then they would use 40, 50, and 60 tires. Some of the teams even used as many as 75 tires in one race. He talked about how they got their tires. Yeah, because all you had was just stock tires from the street. Uh, Mance had some Firestone tires that I think they'd used on the sprint cars. But uh, basically, I went to the wrecking yard and bought me about 30 tires. I believe I paid about 40 bucks for all of them. And we mounted them up, and you know, they were all like brand new tires. And I saved me one slick that we were running on a short track. And I saved that for what I felt like would be the last run. Well, during the race, we put it on and blew it up going down pit road. So we figured that wasn't the right trick. <laughs> now, Smokey Unick told me this morning at Bud Moore, they were standing there laughing about talking about tires. I didn't realize this. I've been around this business a long time. But Bud said, and Smokey said the same thing, during that first Southern 500, they ran out of tires. And what they did, there was nobody to buy them from. They went out in the infield while the fans were watching the race, jacked their cars up, <laughs> put Pepsi crates, the old wooden Pepsi crates underneath the cars, and took either two or all four wheels and tires if they would fit the brand of car they were driving. Bud said that when that race was over, and Smokey said the same thing. He said that first deal when we were driving out of here later that night, he said there had to be 100 cars out in the infield that had anywhere from one wheel to all four wheels gone off, off their personal passenger cars and they put them on the race cars. Must have been a really spectacular sight. And, and really perspective, when this racetrack opened in 1950, the only thing like it was Indianapolis. And stock cars didn't race there. Stock car racing was a very young sport at that uh, point in time. And to come here to this place, as different as it, as it was from anything else that these people had ever seen or ever been to, must have really been something. And just the experience of feeling your way through that first 500-mile race uh, must just have been must have been spectacular. They did one other thing I didn't realize. Smokey Unit told me this this morning. He said Bill French Sr. patterned it a little bit after the way they raced at Indy. If you ran a 500-mile race like Johnny Mance won this thing, right. the second-place car might have been 10 or 15 laps behind. They set it up to the first five cars had to complete 500 miles. Bud said, and so did Smokey, that they were running 20 minutes after Mance took the checkered flag, <laughs> the top five, to complete 500 miles. It's, it's come a long ways. 49 years ago, that first Southern 500 here at Darlington. Well, Mark Martin's woes just got a little bit bigger. The leaders caught him in turn one. Jeff Gordon called him and made the move by him. So now Mark Martin, the sixth-place car, goes down a lap for the race leader. Here's Gordon moving on to the backstretch now with Mark Martin's car tucked neatly away behind him. And then five more car lengths back to Jeff Burton, who rides second in the running order. 300 laps on the board, about 301, about to come up as the leader will come off turn number four and back down to the start-finish line. Let's take a swing through the uh, computer here and tell you how everybody is running. Mark, uh, excuse me, Jeff Gordon is the leader just past 400 miles here. With Jeff Burton second, Dale Jarrett third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, and Jeremy Mayfield fifth. Now the final driver on the lead lap. Mark Martin is sixth, Ernie Irvin seventh, Sterling Marlin eighth, and Rusty Wallace ninth. The final driver one lap down. Two laps down, Jeff Bodine in tenth, Bill Elliott in eleventh, Kenny Wallace in twelfth, and Ward Burton in thirteenth. Three laps down. Ken Schrader in 14th, John Andretti in 15th, Terry Labonte in 16th, Kenny Irwin in 17th, and Jeff Green in 18th position. Four laps down. You've got uh, Bobby Labonte in the 19th position, Michael Waltrip in 20th, Steve Grissom in 21st, Rich Bickle in 22nd, 
Mike Skinner's car now being driven by Morgan Shepard in the 23rd position. Bobby Hamilton in 24th, Ricky Rudd in 25th, Johnny Benson in 26th, and Chad Little in 27th position. Five laps down, Jerry Nadeau in 28th, Steve Park in 29th, Dennis Setzer in 30th, Kyle Petty in 31st, Derek Cope in 32nd, and Robert Presley in 33rd. Jimmy Spencer is six laps down in 34th, along with Wally Dallenbeck in 35th. Seven laps down, Dick Trickle in 36th, Gary Bradbury in 37th, and Joe Nemechek in 38th spot. Seven laps down, Darrell Waltrip in 39th, Rick Mast in 40th, Kevin LePage is running about uh, 26 laps down in 41st position. Brett Bodine's car has just been retired from the event, along with Ted Musgrave, who dropped out at lap 83. That is the rundown. Less than 100 miles to go here at Darlington. Back at Darlington Raceway, Jeremy Mayfield has just been on pit road for what should be his final stop of the race. Here comes uh, cars of uh, Ken Schrader, Bobby Hamilton, Kyle Petty, Mike Skinner's machine with Morgan Shepard behind the wheel. John Andretti is in. Derek Cope is in. And now here comes the second-place car, Jeff Burton. Makes the move to pit road. Dale Jarrett follows him in. These stops will come at lap 309 with 58 to go in the race. Let us follow the stops now of Jeff Burton and Dale Jarrett. Mark Martin is also in. They motor their way down toward their stalls at the turn one end of pit road. Almost a collision between Jerry Nadeau and Jeff Burton, but they both get it uh, in the right position. Burton's in the pits right now. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. The starter cruise around the left side. Dale Jarrett's in. They're changing right side tires on his car. Jeff uh, Gordon is about to get in the pits. He's coming down the pit lane right now. He's got Mark Martin in. Here comes Burton out. Burton is going to leave him out. Let's cover the leader's stop. Jeff Gordon is in to pit lane. Brought to you by the McDonald's drive-thru. Here comes Jeff Gordon. He comes on this smooth stop. Gary Neese jacked it up on the right side. Now this time... They're going to make a chassis adjustment. One round of wedge out on the right side for Gordon. Maybe a little bit too tight that run. Around the left side they come. Deuce with one big crank and it's up off the ground. The second cannon gasses in the car. The tires are on. He's down. He's away. 18.4 seconds of the stop for Jeff Gordon. Winston Kelly. Dale Earnhardt was in a good stop for the Flying Aces. No chassis adjustments. 17.03 seconds. You mentioned Jeremy Mayfield. Off on the lead lap in. Just a few laps to go on lap 307, 19.6 seconds. A stop for his car, Michael Walker on pit road. Bobby Devaney has been here along with Dick Trickle, Bobby Hamilton, Chad Little, all of them making what they hope to be their final pit stop of the day. Now, Jeff Gordon has gone back onto the speedway as he went off turn number two trying to get it back up to speed over there. Jeff Burton moved around him, so Burton is ahead of him right now by about five or six car lengths. That could be big. Jeff Burton back into the lead here at lap 311 with 56 to go there in turn one. Burton sails up to the high side of turn one. Now into turn number two. Bobby Hamilton between himself and Jeff Gordon. And there's about seven car lengths there. Burton moves on to the back stretch. Here comes Jeff Gordon up to the high side of the back straightaway. Gets around Bobby Hamilton's lap car and tries to chase down Burton. Jeff Gordon tried to get a little momentum going, get up to speed as quick as he could and hope to kind of blend in either right behind or at least maybe somewhere close to Jeff Burton and even lead him, but it didn't work out that way, Joe Moore. Hangs on to the top spot, Burton does, and is continuing to pull away from Jeff Gordon. 
Here's Burton now to the inside of Terry Labonte. He'll put a lap on that car. That's another machine separating him from Gordon. Jeff Burton stepping through some lap traffic here, closing up behind the car of John Andretti this time. He'll catch him over in turn four. So Jeff Gordon comes down pit road with about a second lead on Jeff Burton. He will come out about a second behind Burton as they come across the start-finish line. The interval 1.058 seconds with 54 laps to go. Mark that one down. That could be a real critical turning point in this race, particularly if all that Burton was lacking in that last segment of the race was that tire matchup I spoke of earlier. If they got the chance to get that set of tires that didn't agree with their cars handling off, and the ones they've just put on are better suited to it, then that uh, taking the lead on the pit stop could turn out to be the turning point in this race. That and a really good quick pit work to get him back out there to where he didn't have to really chase him down. A moment ago, when he came off the corner over there, just looking at Jeff Burton, it looked like he'd found a little something extra. The way he came down to you, Kurt Becker, he was really carrying the mail pretty good. And also, Barney, one other thing, watching the car of Mark Martin as it goes into the corners, big old plumes of smoke, coming out from behind Mark Martin's car at the entry to turns one and three. Right now, Martin is coming off the end of the back straightaway. So as Mark uh, begins to lift out of the throttle into the corner, smoke beginning to trail from behind the machine now, and the drama building there for Mark and see if he can nurse it around these final 52 laps in this race and get it to the finish. Right now, Mark runs in the sixth position, first car a lap down, but if the thing gives up on him, he is going to finish well back in the field because right now 40 of the 43 starters are on the speedway Ted Musgrave, Brett Bodine and now Kenny Irwin are the only cars that are no longer on the track. Let's get an update on the problems for Kenny Irwin to Marty Snyder in the back pits. Well they lost an oil pump belt a little earlier and finally the motor seized up and blew. They didn't know they had lost the oil pump belt until they came in. They found out that's what the problem was. Also we mentioned Brett Bodine. Their motor seized up as well. They were trying to replace the radiator to get him back out. We mentioned that Kenny Wallace might have an overheating engine. They have now figured out that was a bad gauge instead of the engine. The temperature seems to be fine, and the car is running well for Kenny Wallace. 317 laps are on the board. That'll give us 51 laps to go here at Darlington as the Pepsi Southern 500 begins to wind down here on a hot Sunday afternoon. Here's the situation. Jeff Burton will lead right now by a little better than a second over Jeff Gordon. Dale Jarrett rides in third position. He is a long ways behind the front two, Dale Earnhardt, a pretty good ways back of the third-place car, Dale Jarrett. He sits in fourth, Earnhardt does, and Jeremy Mayfield, actually among the top five, there's nobody that really close. Right now, Jeff Burton continues to move away from uh, Jeff Gordon. The gap growing a little bit over the last several laps around. It's up to a second and six-tenths now from the even second it was just a little bit ago. So whatever they've done to the X-side car on this particular pit stop seems to have suited it well. Joe Moore, he's handling pretty good right now. Look up now, Alan, looking more like he did in the early stages of the race when he had those real big leads. Now that car is sticking in the corners, not like it was doing before this but the most recent pit stop. Jim Phillips uh, down around Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon's pit. Any indication there of, of who might be the best or who's in the best shape right now? Well, Frank Stoddard said the last time that our car is tight right in the middle of the corner. They made a chance adjustment on that time. Gordon made a little bit of a chance adjustment too, but evidently the Burton chance adjustment suited his car just right because he is pulling away. And Mark Martin continues to slow down. He's on the apron of the racetrack in turn three now. Mark it down lap 320. The Pepsi Southern 500 could be a big turning point as far as the championship is concerned as Martin comes to pit road while running in sixth 
under the green flag with 48 laps to go in the race. Let's see if Martin goes behind the wall and into the garage or if he goes to the pit stall. He will go to the pit stall. So we'll follow the progress of uh, Mark Martin's team as they try to get him back out into the thick of things. I believe Winston Kelly's looking on there. Well, the crew's going to go up underneath the hood. They're still trying to determine exactly what the problem is, Alan. Uh, and now they're working on the right side of the car. Going to raise the hood up to see what the problem is. Smoke billowing out from underneath the Valvoline Ford. And as you said, this could be huge in that Winston Cup championship chase. Got to be frustrating. You don't really know what you're trying to fix. It's like uh, Jack Rouse said a moment ago. We fixed, we have cured or repaired the obvious things that might cause the smoke and the, the seven-cylinder deal. He says maybe it's something internal, so you really don't know where to go in that direction. And the hood continues to be up, and the Valvoline team continues to look underneath the uh, compartment of Mark Martin's car there to see if there's something they can do for it to get him out to try and finish some more laps. They can't wait too much longer, or it's going to be a moot point, again, with just a handful of cars in the garage. Daring move by Jeff Burton. Three wide around lap traffic on the front stretch and into turn one. Dives to the uh, inside of the racetrack, swings to the outside, picks up positions by all those cars. Also a close call for Jerry Nadeau. Last time off turn two, he slammed into the wall, scrubbed along it for a while, but got the car going in the right direction. Here's Jeff Burton back into turn number three, much more aggressive as he was earlier in the day, attacking lap traffic. Burton set sail off the corner. Well, whatever they've hit on this last uh, round of pit stops that you talked about a moment ago, Alan, everything matching up on that race car, it looks like it does now. I should say it looks like now like it has all day except for that one, one segment there. So could it just been that one set of tires they had that the drivers will call a bad set? It's not that they're bad. They just don't match up with the way the car wants uh, with what the car wants for track conditions at the time. That one run during the race was the only time all day that Jeff Burton has not been out in front in command of the event and with obviously the strongest car. Well, he's got it back now after what may be the final pit stops of this race. Late caution. Everybody comes to pit road. You never know. You get that mismatch on the handling setup again. Things could change here. But 43 to go. Five drivers on the lead lap. And Mark Martin still sitting on the pit road with the hood up on his machine. Jeff Burton leading Gordon now by 2.7 seconds as they head down to turn three. Jeff Burton now working his way back around turn number four. Jeff Gordon, meanwhile, caught up in some lap traffic. He's struggling to get around the car of Bill Elliott, also the Rich Bickle machine just ahead. Tell you what, Jeff Burton's not having any trouble with lapped cars, whether they're one lap down or ten laps down, Joe Moore. When he catches somebody, he's gone. Whichever lane is open, whether it's the high side of the track or the low side, his car will stick there. He just makes his moves and continues to rocket through this field. Let's go back to pit road to Winston Kelly as they continue to work on the Mark Martin car. Well, they believe the engine may have seized up now. They've been trying to push it and roll it off. And when Mark will pop the clutch on the car, the wheels just won't go at all. So it looks like the engine may have finally given up the ghost and seized up on Mark Martin's car. Now they're pushing it back down pit road. So we'll see if we can get a comment from Mark. Well, they were hoping to close up on the championship battle here this afternoon, and that is not going to be the case now for Mark Martin. They are pushing the car back up pit road and will take it to the garage area at lap 326. They've taken Mark Martin's car to the garage here at Darlington. Winston Kelly's there. Mark has just crawled out of the car. Mark, what did it finally end up being? Well, the engine died on us. When did it start going sour on you? Oh, I don't know. I think you guys ought to be able to tell that. I don't know when it was. 
Mark Martin disappointed as you can hear the, the uh, sound in his voice. Not sure exactly when the motor started going sour. Jack Roush told us it may have been around lap 200. They were able to nurse it to lap 329. So the motor gone south on the Valvoline Ford. Don't remember the exact the exact lap on it, Allen, but we talked about it on one of those restarts. He was up there about third or whatever, and then all of a sudden, within a couple of laps, he just started dropping back. So Mark Martin is out of the race, may finish as far down as 39th or 40th by the time the checkers wave. We'll find out here in the next short while. 37 to go. Jeff Burton leads Jeff Gordon by now 2.4 seconds from Darlington Raceway. This is MRN Radio. 35 to go in the Pepsi Southern 500. Jeff Burton leads Jeff Gordon by two and a half seconds. Dale Jarrett is 10 seconds behind the leader in third. Dale Earnhardt, 15 behind the leader in fourth. Jeremy Mayfield, 25 seconds behind the leader in fifth and actually in danger of being overtaken by Jeff Burton before the checkers would wave in this event. Barring a caution flag, Jeff Burton appears to have things fairly well in command though over 35 more laps handling characteristics can change and you never know Gordon could make a late run here but for now Burton's car flawless all afternoon except for one stretch during the race when the handling got off and Gordon led for a time that's the last thing in the world that uh, Jeff Burton would want to see right now would be a caution flag however Jeff Gordon Dale Jarrett Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield probably wouldn't mind seeing one come on the field right about now 334 laps are on the scoreboard and for Jeff Burton, just watching him here today as he works traffic inside, outside, passing the straightaway, passing the corner, just about anywhere. He's catching traffic again over in turn three. His car has been very responsive, Barney. No matter what he asked the car to do, it will do it. Although this time he washes kind of wide in the middle of three and four and gets right up next to the outside wall. He just about put a Darlington stripe on the right side of that Ford as he came off the corner. Let's follow the two lead cars into turn one. Burton climbs the banking of turn number one, settles in behind the Sterling Bar. Marlin car takes a very wide sweep through turn one as well. Still behind Marlin, off the corner, Jeff Gordon, some 10 car lengths back. Here comes Jeff Burton with the race lead up behind the car of Sterling Marlin. He will ride behind him through the corner and will try to make the pass on Marlin off turn four. Now, the one thing Jeff's got to keep in mind, he's still going to have 31 laps to go here when he comes across the line, which he just does and goes back into turn number one. He can't use that car up. He can't use the tires up. He's got to have a little something left at the end because for the moment, Joe Moore, it looks like Gordon has chopped down eight or ten car lengths on him. No doubt about it. Jeff Gordon is closing the gap here in the closing laps of the race, and we're watching uh, Jeff Burton's car go through the corner. He is taking some different lines than he has earlier in this run works his way back into three and four and now Gordon has closed it down to maybe eight to ten car lengths he has a lap car between himself and the leader Jeff Burton as they come down right now that would be Sterling Marlin let's see if Gordon can get around him and have nothing between himself and the first place machine but daylight they're in turn two Gordon the second place car dives to the inside of Sterling Marlin's lap machine he'll clear that car now clear sight up to the race leader Jeff Burton here's Jeff Burton at the end of the back straightaway up next, he will have to deal with the car of Gary Bradbury with one eye on Jeff Gordon behind. It had been a two-and-a-half-second lead for Jeff Burton. It is now just half a second. As they come off of turn four, Burton has led 290 of 338 laps run thus far in the event. 29 to go. Burton comes up behind Gary Bradbury now, entering turn number one. Looks back to see where Gordon is. About seven car links behind him. Burton goes to work on Bradbury, goes to the outside. Bradbury steps down out of the way of the race leader. So Jeff Burton moves by to the outside lane. 
Now Jeff Gordon is going to get caught in the corner behind Bradbury. Well, he'll work his way up to the outside of the wall, come on around the corner, head in the front straightaway. They're counting the laps down right now. There'll be 28 to go for the leader as he crosses the line and goes back into turn number one. One big thing, there's no uh, big packs of traffic that either one of them are going to have to get through Joe Morris. Mostly single-file racing and pretty well spread out. Traffic should not be a factor in this situation. It's going to be a factor of whose car is the strongest when it counts. For now, still five car lengths between Gordon and Burton. Now making about three car lengths. Here comes Jeff Gordon charging up behind the race leader. Gordon closes to within one car length of Jeff Burton. Here they come off turn four. Gordon is there, breaks to the inside. Almost a little contact between the two. Gordon even with Burton going for the lead in one. Gordon Chevy going at it, and Gordon's going to win. He goes to the inside, grabs the lead. Here comes Jeff Burton, mounting the attack to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Trying to make the pass, but Gordon will again hold him off. Jeff Burton keeps the fender up alongside of Gordon, but only for a while before Gordon pulls out ahead. Jeff Gordon now has a two-car length lead in turn four. Tell you what, that was a gutsy move by Jeff Burton. He didn't lift going into the corner. Neither did Jeff Gordon. He was hoping Gordon would go in a little bit hard, have to drift up a, a little bit, and that's exactly what he did. And Burton cut that car left, got back under him, but he just didn't have enough to stay up there, Joe Moore. They're back in two. Trying to stay with Gordon once again. That's the mission for Jeff Burton. He's about three car lengths behind him, coming back off turn number two. They're closing in on some more traffic in turn number three. Up next, the car of Jeremy Mayfield is just ahead of the race leader. Jeff Gordon catches him over in turn number four. Jeff Gordon is out in front with 26 laps to go now in this Pepsi Southern 500. Now for Jeff Burton. Can he get back around him? Can he get a caution flag? Bolt some fresh tires on that car and get back at it again. They're in one. Burton closes in on Gordon again as they come into the corner. Jeff Gordon falls in line behind Jeremy Mayfield, getting ready to put a lap on the fifth-place car. They're off turn two. Decision time for Jeff Gordon. He will go to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield, draws alongside, keeps up the momentum, and puts a lap on Mayfield, heading off the end of the back stretch. Now they've got the biggest pack of traffic that they've had in the last 15 laps around. Maybe three or four cars directly ahead, but they are running single file. Jeff Gordon eases down inside. Wally Dolan back to Budweiser Machine to go down to the corner as they head over to Joe Moore in turn two. Gordon gets around that car, comes back up to the high side of the banking. Here's Burton making the similar move to the inside of the Budweiser Chevrolet. He completes the pass, but Gordon stretches out his lead now. Here's Gordon setting up for the entry into turn number three. Up next for him, Rusty Wallace is just ahead of the race leader. Jeff Burton really had to check up on the throttle in turn number two after he made the move around the Wally Dallenback car that allowed Jeff Gordon to get away by now nearly 15 car lengths as they come to the start-finish line. 23 laps to go. Looking back, Dale Jarrett pretty long ways behind in third position. Jarrett's about a half a lap down to the race leader, Jeff Gordon. And Dale Earnhardt, who is the uh, fourth-place driver, is about a half a straightaway behind Earnhardt. And about uh, two-thirds of a lap down to the race leader, Gordon. So uh, things pretty spread out here with just those four cars on the lead lap. Jeremy Mayfield's now a lap down in fifth. Ernie Irvin has moved up to the sixth spot with Rusty Wallace in seventh and Sterling Marlin in eighth. couple of laps down, Jeff Bodine in ninth and Kenny Wallace into the top ten. Looking a little bit farther back, Bill Elliott is 11th, Ward Burton 12th, Ken Schrader 13th, John Andretti 14th, and Bobby Labonte 15th, followed by Jeff Green, Michael Waltrip, Chad Little, Steve Grissom, and Rich Bickle. So with Gordon into the lead now, the Noble $5 million bonus is in play. He's one of the five drivers eligible for the money. The others, well, Mark Martin is out of the race. Bobby Labonte has not had a very good day, frankly, here at Darlington. He's back in 15th position. 
Mike Skinner's car back in 25th after relief driving help from Morgan Shepard. You've got um, Dale Earnhardt running in fourth position right now, so he's still in the hunt. But Jeff Gordon in position to try and claim another Winston Million Dollar bonus at Darlington. With 21 laps to go, he leads Jeff Burton by one and one-tenth of a second. Ah, oh, Frank, this summer's going to be fun. What was that? Because I rented a summer branch. A summer branch. I'm going to stock the fridge with Budweiser, invite the Iguana girls over, turn up the radio. Huh. What's that? Boom, 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 Where's that coming from? Club Louie. This is going to be fun. Club Louie. Hey, 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 Chicky Boom Boom over there. What's happened to you? What are you doing? I'm sorry. I carried away. I'm still the same old Louie. Yeah, well, I hope so. However, I would like you to start calling me Louis. No, I'm not going to do that. Louis Fourteenth. No. The lizard formerly known as Louis? Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. It's good to know that in an era of superstars, big corporate sponsorships, and network TV deals, there's an organization that also cares about fairness and sportsmanship that realizes its fans are the sole reason for its success and knows it should never go so fast that it can't slow down if there's a good enough reason. Thanks for the autograph, Dale. This is NASCAR, and this is the way we've done things for 50 years. 19 laps from the checkered flag. Jeff Gordon trying to win the Southern 500 for a fourth straight year. Leads Jeff Burton by about 10 car lengths. From Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Jeff Gordon is out in front of the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington. The race at its closing laps, 16 to go now. Jeff Burton has been the dominant driver throughout the afternoon, leading nearly 300 laps today. But all of a sudden in this final uh, section of the race, Jeff Gordon, after falling back off Burton's bumper in this uh, stretch after the final pit stops, ran him down, has gone by him, and now moved ahead by 1.1 seconds. That's only about 10 car lengths of racetrack, though. Burton hanging in there. But he's going to have to get a lot closer than he is if he's going to have a chance at making a move in the final laps. Yeah, he's just got 15 laps to get it done in, too. In fact, Jeff uh, Burton's going to lose a little bit more to Gordon as they work their way back to one and two. Gordon having a little better go of it, getting around some of the traffic. This made a pass of uh, Ernie Irvin's car. Now he's got Irvin separating him from Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton could have his hands full of getting by the car of Ernie Irvin. In fact... Gordon had to keep his car wound up for about a half lap or so to get by Ernie Urban's machine. So now Jeff Burton has to deal with him next. Off turn four, Gordon will go to the outside of Mike Skinner's car. Morgan Shepard in behind the wheel of that machine now. Comes to the start-finish line. 14 laps to go as the leaders go to turn one. Gordon climbs the banking. That groove is getting closer and closer to the outside retaining wall. Over the last five or ten laps, quite a few drivers have just glanced off that wall. Most notably Ken Schrader a couple of laps ago. He's done it several times. Almost has rubbed the paint off the uh, right side of his car, but he continues soldiering on. Here's Jeff Gordon through corners number three and four, racing back towards the stripe. 13 laps to go for leader Jeff Gordon when he crosses the line, which he has just done and heads back into turn number one. Gordon is up front. Jeff Burton rides second. Dale Jarrett's third. Dale Earnhardt's fourth. And Jeremy Mayfield fifth. As there's a pretty good gap between all of those cars right now. Six is Ernie Irvin. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Sterling Marlin's eighth. Jeff O'Dine still having a good run for Jeff. He got behind a little bit there earlier, but he's back up to ninth position. And Kenny Wallace having a great day. He sits tenth for the moment. 
The leader now up through three and four. Don't you know it's got to be so frustrating for Jeff Burton to oh, have the car boy. and think you've got this thing in your pocket and all of a sudden, of course, it's not over, but he's got to be feeling pretty down right now. Right now, though, hanging on to second spot, but uh, not gaining any ground whatsoever on the leader. Twelve to go. They're in one. Working their way up into turn number one. Gordon already in turn two. He falls in line behind Bobby Labonte now and gets ready to put a lap on that car. Here comes Jeff Gordon strong onto the back stretch. Moves out of line inside of Bobby Labonte. Competes the pass on him. Meanwhile, Jeff Burton moves around to the outside of Ernie Urban. Jeff Gordon having no problem with any kind of traffic on the speedway right now. He's kind of like Jeff Burton was early in the race. He can drive underneath them. He can drive around the outside. He can pass in the straightaway. He can pass in the corner. He's back in turn one. Climb in the banking up against the outside retaining wall through turns one and two. Here comes Jeff Gordon. Working his way off turn number two down the back straightaway. Now he's got nearly 15, maybe 20 car lengths over Burton. Here comes Jeff Gordon, Chevrolet off the end of the back stretch. Some clear racetrack ahead of him. It'll be about another 15 car lengths before Gordon encounters more lap traffic. Late pit stop for Darrell Waltrip, who comes down the back pit road with 10 laps to go. At the start-finish line, Jeff Gordon gets that signal now, trying to win the Southern 500 for a fourth straight year. He's in turn one. Gordon draws in on the rear deck of Dennis Setzer now, the first-plus financial Ford. He'll follow that car for the time being, making his way off the corner. Burton still has not gone by Bobby Labonte. Here comes Jeff Burton, the second-place car now, to the outside of Bobby Labonte's machine. Jeff Burton finally gets around him, but still a long way to go to catch the race leader. Jeff Gordon, this late in the race, having used up a lot of race car all day long, is still getting around this racetrack in just a pinch over 32-second laps, and that's getting it done. Let's follow him back into one. Sails it up into the corner of turn number one. Jeff Gordon very smoothly now entering turn two. He's gone by Dennis Setzer. Now begins to set his sights on Steve Park, the next car in line. Jeff Gordon taking the same line he has for the last several laps on the backstretch. Comes strong out of a turn or two, starts to angle down to his left, then back out toward his right, takes the high line through three and four. Gordon all the way up by the retaining wall in the middle of the corner, as is Jeff Burton now as the handling deteriorates in the late laps here at Darlington. To the stripe, eight to go for Gordon as he heads for turn number one. Now at the end of the race, five drivers, the top five finishers in this event, will become eligible for the next Noble $5 million bonus to be paid out in the Winston 500 at Talladega. Right now, Gordon, Jeff Burton, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeremy Mayfield are those five drivers. And, of course, we'll see another million-dollar check written by Winston today if Gordon hangs on over these final miles to win. Tell you what, he's going to set a money record this year, assuming that he stays healthy, doesn't have any problems the rest of the season. He, if he can collect another million today, he's already a little over $4 million. Could go well over five today with a good chance maybe at Talladega to get another million. Plus, if he wins the championship, he's going to be up in the $9 million mark somewhere easy, if, if all that happens. Be a record that could last for uh, quite some time to come in this sport. Gordon right now heading for turn number three. When he comes down to the start-finish line this time, there'll be six laps to go. Jeff Burton not maining, may, making any headway on him. In fact, losing some ground here as they come down to the stripe and cross the start-finish line. Six to go. Jeff Gordon heads for turn one. Gordon flashes down on the inside of Steve Park, now just getting by his Chevrolet, John Andretti, directly ahead of race leader Gordon. Further back, Burton has cleared Ernie Irvin. Now falls in line behind Dennis Setzer as they exit turn two. Here comes Jeff Gordon into turn number three. The race leader chops a few more car lengths down on John Andretti as he gets set to put Andretti another lap down. And Gordon comes off turn number four. will come down to the line with five laps to go. 
There's going to be some good runs, good posted runs today for several other drivers. Jeff Green's going to have a good finish here. Michael Waltrip's going to finish fairly well. Kenny Wallace looks like he's going to have a good finish also. Sterling Marlin very much uh, in contention right now to have a top ten finish. He is eighth as the laps wind down. Jeff Gordon goes off one and two and down the back straightaway. These fans looking him over and the gap between first and second. Kurt Becker right now gets even bigger. Jeff Gordon Chevrolet is working well in the closing stages of the race. He moves off turn four as Jeff Burton moves into that corner. Darrell Waltrip has just taken his car to the garage. Oil pump being reported as the problem that will knock him out of the race short of the finish. Kevin LePage has parked his machine. Those problems he had earlier in the race that forced several pit stops, putting him in such a spot that he can't gain any more positions by finishing the remaining laps of the race. So LePage goes to the garage, bringing now to six the number of cars that will fail to finish this Pepsi Southern 500. When Jeff Gordon comes back around, there will be three laps remaining in this event. Gordon is in search of his ninth, uh, make that his tenth win of this 1998 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. He has won five of the last six races now and uh, looking to make it another one here as he heads off to turn one. And looking to repeat here in the Pepsi Southern 500 as well. Gordon off turn number two continues to stretch out his lead. His car sticking at this stage of the race like Burton's was earlier in the afternoon. Gordon taking care of the lap traffic one car at a time. Up next he will close in behind Bobby Hamilton off turn four. There will be two laps to go for driver Jeff Gordon who leads the Pepsi Southern 500. Here he is off four down to the start finish line heads off into turn number one and traffic not going to be any kind of factor for him as he works his way over to Joe Moore in turn two. Few cars that are ahead of him, Barney, are not racing between themselves, so it'll be easy to pick their way around to the inside or outside, whatever he needs to do. He falls in line behind Bobby Hamilton now as they hit the backstretch. Here comes Gordon entering turn number three once again. No problems so far, so good. It takes the same high line back through the corner. Jeff Gordon within sight of collecting a million-dollar bonus here this afternoon. Here he comes off turn number four, looks for the white flag. It flies in the air as he flashes underneath it, heads back into turn number one. Can he bring it back home? Looking good for the final time as he climbs the banking of turn number one right up against the outside retaining wall, not pushing at this stage of the race. He's got a second and a half, maybe two seconds. Back to Jeff Burton in second. Looking at the third million-dollar bonus of his career, Jeff Gordon off the end of the backstretch for the final time this afternoon afternoon rides up through the banking of turns three and four fans on their feet Jeff Gordon got around Jeff Burton with 26 laps to go he comes off turn four to the checkered flag Jeff Gordon wins the Pepsi Southern 500 and the Winston Noble five million dollar bonus for the second time this season he beats Jeff Burton to the checkers by 3.6 seconds after Burton dominated throughout the afternoon, leading 272 of the race's 367 laps. It'll be Dale Jarrett finishing third, Dale Earnhardt fourth, and Jeremy Mayfield fifth, rounding out the drivers that'll be eligible for the next million-dollar bonus round at Talladega. For Gordon, what can you say, Jim? They adjusted on the car all race long, and they'll bring it home to victory lane. Well, with Ray Evernham, Ray... You came on strong at the end. What was the difference? Air. It was just air, Jack. Just air. What kind of changes? Did you have to make any changes to the car? Really, I'm telling the truth. I'm not. It was air. Air. Just air pressure. That's the thoughts of Ray Evernham, the winning crew chief, for the fourth consecutive year here at Darlington in the Southern 500. Whatever it was, it gets the job done. That's what counts. Obviously alluding to the controversy that was uh, steered up after the New Hampshire race uh, one week ago, but once again this afternoon when it's time to hand out the winner's trophy in victory lane, 
It'll be a rainbow-colored car that'll be there collecting not only the trophy, but a huge check as well. Gordon wins the 49th running of the Pepsi Southern 500 at Darlington. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford F-Series. The best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. At Darlington Raceway, Jeff Gordon takes a victory lap behind an armored truck spreading what we assume to be <laughs> fake money around the Darlington Raceway as Gordon claims the Winston Noble $5 million bonus for winning the Pepsi Southern 500 for a fourth straight year. Gordon winning over Jeff Burton by 3.6 seconds. Dale Jarrett finishes third. Dale Earnhardt fourth. Jeremy Mayfield fifth. We'll have victory lane shortly. First, let's go to the gas pumps and hear from the man who dominated this race, but we'll have to settle for second on this afternoon. Jeff, it was a dominant performance for you, but there seemed to be a couple of points during the race that the car wasn't quite as strong those last after those last couple of pit stops. Could you tell what happened? Well, we got real loose. Uh, it's more my fault than anybody's. Been been pretty sick, and uh, I just can't feel the car like I need to feel it. And the 24 car did an awesome job of getting their car better, and we made our car worse just because I wasn't giving the guys the information that they needed. How was the handling of the car at the end? What was different about it? Well, we were a little loose. Uh, it was real tight in the middle of uh, two loose everywhere else. Physically, you don't look as bad as I thought. How you feel? Boy, I feel like I look bad. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how I look, but uh, I'm ready for some days off. Jeff Burton, tired, disappointed, but holding his head high. He's a true winner. He comes home second. He had a heck of a run here today and almost pulled it off. Let's right now check in and see if we can catch Dale Earnhardt. Well, actually, uh, with Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt's still sitting in the car. Obviously, a very grueling day here at uh, Darlington Dale. And uh, for you, a, a, a tough day, but it uh, looks like you had a very consistent day. Talk about your day. Yeah, we were just weren't as good as those guys up front. Um, we could make it loose or we could make it push. We couldn't get anything in between. But uh, congratulate Jeff Gordon and that team. Uh, they're just pretty incredible and uh, did a great job. But uh, my guys did a good job. Uh, gained some points on Mark, uh, but lost to first again. So we just have to keep battling. Seemed like that last set of tires for you was actually pretty good, but you couldn't keep up with those, those other guys. Yeah, now they got to pushing uh, earlier than the other ones did and uh, sliding in front. And once I saw that, I just backed off and tried to keep it out of the wall and bring it home in third. So, uh, you know, good finish for us, uh, just not quite good enough. Very tired. Del Jarrett sitting down here at the Unical Gas Pumps. His father, Ned, won here 43 years ago to the day. And today, Dale Earnhardt will finish, or Dale Jarrett will finish third, and I believe Winston Kelly or has Dale Earnhardt right now. Yes, he does. Well, Dale Earnhardt sitting here in a Chevrolet truck uh, talking about his victory, or his good run. Dale, I tell you, it wasn't a victory, but you still had a pretty solid day out there. Well, we did, and, you know, we finished in the top five again, which has put us in the no-bull again. But, dadgum, we don't need to give Gordon all the money. Uh, you know, he's, uh, his and him and his team's awful good. They're doing, they're doing the job. Uh, you better ride that horse while it's running. That thing might break a leg. Yeah, but you're going to Talladega where you've had some good runs along with Daytona this year. you got to feel good about that no bull five uh, million that you got a shot at later on this year. Well, I do, and, uh, I, you know, I can't say enough for this crew, the Good Ranch crew. They, they've done a good job. This, this race cars won't run it loud, and ran it here. We're going to run it next week at Richmond, and I think we keep on. We'll get a handle on this car, maybe get up to the front. Uh, they've got a handle on it since they changed crew chiefs, and Kevin Hamlin came aboard. They haven't finished less than 18th. Let's go back to Marty Snyder. Jeremy Mayfield finished fifth today in a very strong run, very reminiscent of the spring run when he started 37th. Finished fourth that day. A nice fifth-place finish for you today. Started 27th, so that's a pretty good day, huh? Man, it was a great day. You know, the whole Mobile One team did a great job, and uh, 
made a few chassis changes this morning, hit it right on the money, and we know we knew we were pretty good yesterday, but not as good as we were today. And uh, my hat's off this whole team. Did a great job. Back up in the top five where we belong. We talked earlier this week, and you said, I feel it coming around. Do you still feel that way? Oh, I feel great about it. You know, we're positive. We're confident. We know we got a good race team. Uh, you know, we come here at Darlington Southern 500 and finished top five coming from where we did. That proves a lot right there. Well, they've had some bad luck in a couple of week, couple of races uh, over the past few weeks, but starting to turn around for Jeremy Mayfield, and uh, his bunch finishes fifth today. And a good effort for Mayfield after starting pretty deep in the field in 27th spot. Gatorade Front Runner Award this afternoon at Darlington. Jeff Burton's $10,000 there. He led at the midway point of this event. The members of the media covering the Pepsi Southern 500 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $2,500 to Ted Musgrave. Um... Uh, who fell out of the race and for a long time was the only guy out of the race. He finishes 43rd after uh, just 83 laps on the racetrack. The next guy out completed 269 laps, so it was pretty lonely in the garage area for much of the day for Ted Musgrave, and he gets the Goodies Headache Award this afternoon here in Darlington. We will be going to Victory Lane shortly to get a word from the uh, race winner, Jeff Gordon. In fact, why don't we shift our attention down there now? Gordon has climbed out of the car. The fireworks have been uh, blasting off down there, and I believe Jim Phillips is in the middle of the million-dollar celebration. Jeff Gordon, you've won a million dollars, but the most incredible thing, four Southern 500s in a row. Unbelievable. You know, just don't know what to say. I'm, I tell you, this is the hardest race I've ever had to run. I, I mean, I'm just... I've just beat half, halfway through this thing, and, you know, the car was sliding around a lot. Track was really, really slick today, and uh, Jeff Burt just killed us all day long, and just seemed like the track came to us, you know. Uh, uh, we just kept adjusting on it, and we got loose there for a while, and we just kept tightening it up, tightening it up. And uh, when he got out there that last stop, I said, guys, he was just playing with us. I really thought he was just playing with us. But uh, it looked like he used his stuff up pretty quick to try to get away from us. And we were able to close in on him. And I just can't believe it. I, I thank God every every day and uh, don't understand why he's blessing me and this team and me and my wife so much. But, boy, we sure are lucky and uh, sure are blessed uh, to be a part of it. And I always want to thank him. You, the last, the next to the last pit stop seems to be the pit stop that got you back in the race, though. Well, we were coming, you know. Uh, those guys got got an early jump on us. There weren't many cautions. Um, it did seem like we were able to hang with them after the last caution a little bit better. And then uh, once we were able to hang with them, you know, he, he backed up a little bit on old tires, and our car stayed pretty good. And uh, there at the end, like I said, they made a great pit stop, did everything they needed to do, and then got out there and just drove away. And I just tried to keep my pace. Ray was coaching me. These guys were just pulling for us. And uh, like I said, you I got God on my side, and uh, I think he was driving a little bit for me also out there. Let's step over here and uh, see if uh, Andy Schindler's got a check for you. Andy, you got a check for him? Uh, I do here in a second. All right. Let's, uh, Jeff, let's walk over here and let uh, Andy Schindler. All right, let's do the PA and all at one time. Andy okay. Congratulations, Jeff, on winning this Pepsi Southern 500. On behalf of all the folks from R.J. Reynolds and the Winston brand, for the second time this year, I'm going to present you with a check for $1 million for winning your second No Bull 5 race. Where's that check? Get the check over here. Here's the check. And here comes the dollar bills. Jeff? Again, Jeff, again, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I can't thank R.J. Reynolds and Winston enough. 
Uh, just an unbelievable day for us, uh, and, and they do so much for us already, and, you know, they're just so gracious to, to represent this sport the way they do and to give as much as they give, and, you know, it's great that they give the, the fans a million and they give us a million, and uh, we're just really thrilled to be able to do it today. Jeff Gordon wins his 10th race in a row, his fourth Southern 500 in a row, plus tack on $1 million. Sounds like, like there's a little going on in victory lane there. <laughs> Pretty good time going on down. Well, you know, if you were down there and had a check for a million dollars, I'd be having a pretty good time, wouldn't you? I think I'd be a little bit distracted there, I would think. Jeff Gordon wins here at Darlington today. The full field finishing order, championship standings, and the post-race awards when we come back. Darlington Raceway fans filing out after the 49th running of the Pepsi Southern 500, which was won by Jeff Gordon. We'll have the wrap-up for you when we come back. From Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Darlington Raceway, where the Pepsi Southern 500 is over. We'll give you the full field finishing order in just a minute. First time for Barney and me to pick the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. $500 to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Raybestos Breaks. In the name of the driver with the best break throughout the day. Only thing I wrote down, Barney, was Jimmy Spencer when he spun back at lap 81. Didn't hit anything. I thought that was a pretty good break. Yeah, it was a good break. Uh Dale Earnhardt was the other one that I had down, you know, when he almost yeah. got lapped there. But uh, I like that one better. But we'll, we'll go your direction then. <laughs> you, you win. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt will uh, take the Raybestos Break of the Race Award today. He was just about to get lapped when a caution came out for debris at lap 243. Winds up on the lead lap with a fourth-place finish, so uh, Raybestos awarding the money in the name of Dale Earnhardt. And now the MRN Radio Pit Reporters need to select the winner of the First Union Pitch Strategy Award. Jim Phillips, what do you think? I've got to give it to Ray Abraham and that crew. Last two pit stops made a difference in today's race. They did made the right adjustments. They take it home in first. Winston Kelly? Well, Ray told me before the race they hadn't been very good on the runs they had in practice, so they had to have an adjustable race car. They made those adjustments. The last two set it up for a long run. In victory lane with a million dollars, got to be Ray Abraham. Marty Snyder, what do you think? I'll go with Ray Abraham, too. Uh, once again, it's that final adjustment that they make, and it seems to work for them every time. Patience for Jeff Gordon on the racetrack when Jeff Burton was pulling away from him. I'll go with Ray Evernham and Jeff Gordon. The Jeff Gordon team wins today's First Union Pitch Strategy Award. First Union donates $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary on behalf of them. For help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local First Union office or call 800-413-7898. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Well, everything is over here at Darlington. The fans are filing out. We'll be heading up to Richmond, Virginia next weekend. I always look forward to going up there. That's a great show. be a lot of fun. We'll talk more about Richmond in just a minute. First, though, it's time for us to take a look at the full finishing order now from the 49th Pepsi Southern 500. Jeff Gordon gets his 10th win of 1998, collects a million-dollar bonus from R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. He is the winner here at Darlington. Jeff Burton finished second. Dale Jarrett ran third. Dale Earnhardt is fourth. Jeremy Mayfield is fifth. Finishing in sixth was Ernie Irvin. Seventh goes to Rusty Wallace. Sterling Marlin finished eighth. Ninth to Jeff Bodine. Kenny Wallace was tenth. Bill Elliott, eleventh. Ward Burton was twelfth. Thirteenth to Kenny Schrader. John Andretti finished fourteenth. Bobby Labonte was fifteenth. Sixteenth will go to Jeff Green. Michael Waltrip, seventeenth. Chad Little, eighteenth. Rich Bickle comes home nineteenth. Twentieth is Steve Grissom. Johnny Benson finished twenty-first. Twenty-second to Ricky Rudd. Twenty-third to Bobby Hamilton. Twenty-fourth to Steve Park. Twenty-fifth to Terry Labonte. 
26th finisher today was Mike Skinner with relief driving help from Morgan Shepard. Derek Cope finished 27th. 28th was Kyle Petty. Dennis Setzer 29th and Robert Presley 30th. Wally Dallenbach gets 31st. Jerry Nadeau 32nd. Dick Trickle 33rd. Jimmy Spencer 34th and Joni Nemechek 35th. Rick Mast gets 36th. Gary Bradbury 37th. Daryl Waltrip 38th. Kevin LePage 39th and Mark Martin will finish 40th today. Kenny Irwin, 41st. Brett Bodine, 42nd. And Ted Musgrave finishes in the 43rd position. Time of the race, 3 hours, 37 minutes, and 3 seconds. Not the fastest 500-mile event at Darlington here, despite the fact that we only had two caution flags. Missed it by about 4 minutes. 12 lead changers among 6 drivers. Jeff Burton led 272 of the 367 laps but came up short of the win. And again, just the two caution flags for 16 laps in today's race. Well, Mark Martin's engine problem that took him out of the race with a 40th place finish drops him 199 points behind Jeff Gordon in our unofficial check of the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings. Dale Jarrett loses 10 points to Gordon. He's 248 down in third with Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte hanging on to fourth and fifth positions. Nine races to go now in the NASCAR Winston Cup season. Of course, those are unofficial numbers. The official championship standings out tomorrow morning uh, from NASCAR down in Daytona Beach. All right, so it's on to Richmond from here. Yeah, you're going to have, uh, what, three nights of racing up there? The Craftsman Truck Series, NASCAR's Craftsman Truck Series on Thursday night, the Bush Cars on Friday night, and the Cup Cars go at it on Saturday night. The Virginia is for Lovers 200 on Thursday at 7.45 Eastern Time on the NASCAR Truck Network, a division of MRN Radio. Friday will be with you from Richmond for Bud Pole qualifying for the Winston Cup Cars at 5.30 Eastern Time, followed immediately by the Autolite 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series at 7.15 Eastern, all of that upcoming on Friday. Friday night. Next Saturday night, it's the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 from Richmond. The Winston Cup cars on the three-quarter mile track there. 7.15 Eastern Time is our broadcast. Hope that you will be with us as we bring you the NASCAR Winston Cup event next weekend from Virginia's capital city. Also upcoming in the month of September, stops in Dover, Delaware for the MBNA 400 on the 20th of September and Martinsville, Virginia for the NAPA 500 on the 27th of September. Both those events live on Motor Racing Network. Check out the uh, ticket availability by calling those speedways during the week. Also want you to check out MRN Radio on the NASCAR online phone browser. If you want to check out a few things like some of our weekday programming and you can't get to your computer or the radio, you can call 1-900-5-NASCAR for $1.49 a minute. You can ask, access uh, NASCAR timing and scoring live from your telephone, different things like that. It's the NASCAR online phone browser. And a final reminder that the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series races uh, next Saturday night it had at the uh, St. Augustine Speedway in Florida, the Gold Star Dodge Dealers, 108.30 Eastern Time. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series from the folks at Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets and uh, some good racing. Check it out if you're down in the St. Augustine, Florida area. Well, we're all done today here at Darlington. want to thank Sherry Smith for her scoring and statistical help. Don Moore was our production assistant uh, on the afternoon today. The voices you heard call the 49th running of the Pepsi Southern 500. Joe Moore and Kurt Becker in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly and Marty Snyder in the pit area. We thank them for their help as well. For Barney Hall, this is Alan Bestwick saying so long from Darlington. They did it again. Jeff Gordon won the Southern 500 for a fourth straight year and for the second time this year has collected the Winston Noble 5 million dollar bonus. We'll talk to you next week at Richmond. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.